Hi, this is Emily Swallow. I play the armorer in The Mandalorian, and I am on the Below the Belt Show. This is the way. The Below the Belt Show is closed caption for the hearing impaired. It is now time for the bad boys of Baltimore. Pips up. Goes down. Got it. All right, guys. That's right. We're back for another episode of BTV. Below the Belt Show in the Mother Effin' House. I'm your host, Al Soto, a.k.a. Celebrity Soto, your host with the most here for your weekly eargasm. So let's go ahead and, and introduce the room. Starting with, that's right, the king of the 80s, the demotivational speaker, the one and only Chachi McFly. Feels good to be back here. Yeah, man, it's another uh, another amazing show that we have from Top of the Month. We've had three amazing shows in a row. I'm already predicting this show will be just as amazing as the other two shows. That's a bold prediction. That's a very bold prediction. It has to be more amazing than the other two shows. Yeah. <laughs> yes, definitely. Does it have to do with, with this guy? He's back, guys, by popular demand or by no one's I'm demand? I'm popular demand. You are in popular <laughs> demand, yes. Well, he was <laughs> available. <laughs> That's all that matters. <laughs> he is Paul Darth Wallace. I am a Sith Lord. <laughs> <laughs> and you don't give a Sith, do you? No, I don't give a Sith at all. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, guys. Paul Darth Wallace, uh, back uh, on BTB Airways. Good to have you back as well. Nice to be back. Yeah, man. So, uh, like I was saying, this show has a potential to be fantastic because this past three weeks, we've had stellar calling guests, like household name type guests. And this week is, is no different. Two weeks ago, we had Louis Azawa on from Amazon Prime's Hunters. Oh, that's cool. Last week, we had Emily Swallow from The Mandalorian on Disney+, Plus, who plays the Armorer, which is insane. It's actually a good Star Wars show. <laughs> Unlike <laughs> exactly. the movies. We told her that. We told her that. And tonight, guys, we have an acting legend from the horror film genre, from House of a Thousand Corpses, from The Devil's Rejects. To uh, uh, repo the genetic opera. He had so many... Uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. The one and only Bill Mosley. Can you believe it, guys? Bill Mosley. We're calling him to Below the Belt Show. He, he's going to be making an appearance at one of our favorite uh, cons. Uh, Red Up 95 in Cherry Hill, New Jersey. Monster yeah. Mania, which, knock on wood, will not be affected by the coronavirus, as you know. A lot of conventions, a lot of events have been. Now affected. it is a monster mania. There might be a zombie outbreak, though. <laughs> That's what they said that the zombie um, apocalypse was due to uh, a virus outbreak. So uh, it's um. I mean, I guess we'll talk about some of the things because we're glad monster mania is not affected by Corona. But let's start about uh, let's start talking about things that were affected because this is really really disturbing. I mean, this is 
now uh, formerly an epidemic, now a pandemic because it's considered a global issue. Um, um, I think last week we only had like three to six cases of coronavirus. This week we have 16 here in Maryland, the state of Maryland. Um, in New York, I believe it went up from 102 last week to now 190 something. Oh, so the cases are increasing, guys, and it's not a good situation well, if you're at sick, all. Don't go out. Yes. So um, I mean, I mean, good thing about um, doing the show here is this studio is so damn dirty. And we've been here for so long, we're totally immune to the coronavirus. <laughs> Thank God. Because there's... <laughs> they actually cleaned this place up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my God. It, compared to what it was before? I don't know. It's a little I've cleaner. seen nicer looking bomb shelters in this studio. <laughs> okay. Thank you. I appreciate yes. the, well, did you the build support this, here. Did you build the studio? No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so this is the one of the biggest music festivals where like Kendall and Kylie Jenner flaunt, or, flaunt around and saunter yeah. off. The Coachella Music Festival. The 2020 Coachella... Music Festival has been rescheduled for October, guys. This is crazy. Um, I, I'm really shocked to hear about this one. I didn't know that area of California uh, was affected by the... Um, I heard California probably had it worse than us. Co- COVID, uh, what are they calling it? The COVID-19 uh, COVID or whatever um, virus. You um, mean the... Coronavirus. Well, they they have it stylistically also named as COVID nineteen. I don't know if you've seen okay. it spelled that way. Um, you know that sounds like a good name for a horror movie. COVID nineteen. Well, the, I mean, I feel bad for the actual like Corona um, beer company. Oh, they're they're taking a big hit. I mean, they said yeah, what like like forty percent of people. Think you can catch coronavirus from um, drinking Corona? I mean, yeah. And these are the idiots that are going to sit here and vote in this country, you know? Like, <laughs> like I mean, who thinks you can get Corona <laughs> disease virus from the from a drink? Right. Have you seen the memes where uh, all the uh, items in the kitchen have masks on and they have this case of Corona in the corner? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I mean, this happened a lot, yeah. you know, throughout history. I mean, back in the '80s, there was a um, some kind of um, diet supplement that helped you um, lose weight. It was called AIDS. A, <laughs> it was like I think it was A Y D S I think it was spelled, and it was like you know AIDS helped me lose twenty pounds yeah. and like but yeah. then you know the AIDS virus you know like mm-hmm. became a big thing and then yeah. like they had a of course like either change your name or went out of business. Same with um ISIS. There was like a payment um thing called ISIS um that started, but then once the terrorist group mm-hmm. called themselves ISIS, they had to change their name. Well, a friend of mine said there used to be a famous furniture co- company called Hitler. <laughs> it's like there's no way that that's furniture horrible. company would do well now. Oh my god, yeah. that's horrible. You don't see any more Hitlers, do you? You'll see like, no. like 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 Tommy Hitler or somebody. <laughs> like I mean, I think that name's totally dead now. Yeah, I think it is. I think everybody who had the last name of Hitler changed their last I name. I think so. I think maybe yeah. Tommy Hilfiger uh, used to be Tommy Hitler. <laughs> 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 Tommy Hitler. <laughs> who knows? Um, also canceled the Emerald City Comic Con. So. Uh, apparently, there's um, quite a few cases in the Washington State area on the yeah, West I heard Coast. About that. So. That's the big Seattle Comic Con that also has been canceled due to Corona. Um, South by Southwest, the annual tech, music, and film festival that's in Austin, Texas, has been also canceled. I wasn't aware of too many cases in the Texas area, but I guess there was enough yeah. to cancel this huge. Well, I, th- I think festival. it was just. It doesn't, it doesn't I think really it matter. Just be on the safe side. Yeah, it, it doesn't matter if there's cases or not. I think really? people are such a, like you know the media's. Has um, hyped this so much and people are panicking that they just yeah. you know they totally just don't want to travel right. So why do you feel some events are deciding to still take place and some aren't? 
You think it's just the the scale of the event? Or? It's a lot of money they're going to lose. I mean, I feel yeah. bad for these local economies. I mean, you got to figure yeah. out that that area from um, South by Southwest. I mean, they count this money every year. Yes, absolutely. All the local businesses, all the vendors, I mean, everybody. Right. I mean, it's it's a big hit when you when hit. you, you like when no. you base your business off of like you know one big thing a year. South by Southwest has actually laid off uh, 50 employees. Oh, so yeah, see? Due to due to the festival being canceled. Yeah, so people are losing their jobs. Like yeah. it's, a, it's a mess. People are losing their jobs. It's, it's affecting everybody well, in some form or fashion. Owned a cruise ship or something. They, yeah, I mean those mm-hmm. guys must really taking a big hit right now. Yeah, um, they're they're talking about making like a virtual uh, portal to showcase some of the films for South by Southwest. I guess that's really your only way around if you still want to showcase yeah. the films. But so they're going to postpone it because I know a lot of these festivals are postponing until the fall. South by Southwest has not made a mention of post of mm. um, rescheduling the festival yet. So, so far, it's just been canceled. If they were smart, yes, they would reschedule it. Because, again, at least least then, if the coronavirus dies down, they would, you know, um, COVID-19 would um, die down, then obviously they can bring back... um, Yeah, I think it's more of a travel issue than anything else. Travel issue. I think it's good to be, you know, safe and smart and stuff. I think some people have just gone way overboard. Like, Mm -hmm. going to the supermarket yesterday, like, the whole aisle of toilet paper was empty. Now, what are people buying up toilet paper for? Do you know what? They, it's like the same unless thing they have massive storm, diarrhea. That really annoys me. <laughs> like yeah. the worst snowstorm I've ever been in, we were trapped in the house for three days. Yeah. That was it. It's like yeah. you're not going to get through cases of water. You're not going to get through cases of toilet paper. You're not going to get yeah. through all your gallons of milk right. in three days. Right. And if worse comes to worse, um, if you run out of toilet paper, then take a shower. You know, it's not <laughs> like, you know, like, what are you going to do? As long as I'm the first one in the shower. Yeah. <laughs> Now, it's also affected sports, guys. Um, the breaking news was that, that that some of the March Madness games we pl- uh, played in front of nobody except for close family members, I think. Yeah. Um, which is crazy. Um, Speaking of sports. NBA, and uh, MLB, MLS, NHL are limiting access to locker rooms of players and essential staff until further well, notice you, uh, as well. Did you hear what LeBron said? LeBron said he's not playing if there's not fans in the stands. I mean, I mean, it makes sense. Yeah, I mean, he, he says he's there for the fans, and yeah. he said he's not um, going to suit up and play. I can understand that, but fuck. I mean, you know, and I, I just saw I, I saw an alert on my phone saying that the Baltimore Orioles are going to play in front of an empty stadium this year too, but not due to the coronavirus, due to because they have a horrible team. This uh, yeah. year, so. <laughs> and it, it's no change from last year either. <laughs> I guess I actually, you know, yeah. did you get rid of your season tickets? Right I guess <laughs> I don't have season tickets anymore. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it's, been, it's, been a, it's been a couple of years. It's been a couple of years since you got rid of yeah. them. Okay. And you don't want them. Unfortunately, again. I hope they get better this year. <laughs> yeah. Well, do you um, know the Orioles that were scoring eight runs or nine runs a game and still losing games? So if they actually have a halfway decent pitching staff, they could be in contention. Yeah. All they have they to do could, is yeah. win one out of three games. That's it. I know. <laughs> I, have, I have hope for the Ravens. I don't have much hope anymore for the Orioles. No. I'm worried about the Ravens. I still support season. them though, but. Uh, too many disappointments over the years. Yeah, we'll we'll see we'll see what happens. Spring uh, opening days coming up. Uh, industry events have been canceled. Quibi, uh, they they canceled their uh, launch party. As you know, this is the mobile device network that. Uh, Who? Exactly, it's okay. a mobile device. It's, it's exclusively from mobile devices, and it's supposed to be kind of like short form episodics, kind of like YouTube uh, episodes. Um, but okay. Quibi is, uh, has uh, canceled their events as well. Um, live upfront uh, network events like A&E networks have canceled their events as well. 
Uh, many conferences have been canceled. Um, corporate offices, including the SAG-AFTRA office. That's um, that's What's us there, Paul Wallace. What, in Philly? They're, they're actually, well, in different offices. They're canceling, postponing, or um, they're not scheduling their, their group meetings. Like, they do the branding workshops and all those... Uh, um, See, do you, you know, know what? That's stupid because there's only like 10 training people workshops. from the local ones that show up. So it's not <laughs> like a lot of people show up at the SAG office. Right, right. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not like 10 people are going to give the coronavirus to everybody else. It's all hype. And, and people are still going to the movies and going to the grocery store and, and stuff yeah, like that. People are scared about going to the movie theater. I mean, is the mo- if sitting in a movie theater a risk? Is that considered a risk? Well, is, is that, is I've it? been in a movie theater, though, and this guy was just coughing and coughing and coughing. Oh, really? I actually moved because I was like... Man, I'm, yeah. I don't want to get sick. That's a good point, man. That's the, you, hey, man. I mean, I mean, China, it wasn't I recently. It was a while back, but still, I, I just didn't want to get. I don't sick. think here in Maryland we should be concerned of uh, the movie theater, but like obviously, uh, China has seventy thousand screens across ten thousand venues, um, which are all now closed. Those seventy thousand screens in China Damn. are closed. Yeah. Um, they're gonna push the release date of Peter Rabbit two to August. Oh, that sucks. Um, and we you were figured, yeah, I really wanted to see Peter Rabbit. <laughs> but you figure Peter Rabbit, the one time a year to come out is around Easter. you got to push yeah. it back. <laughs> Mission Impossible, we mentioned already, I think, last week. Yeah. They uh, moved their premiere as well to the fall. Also, theme parks. Uh, Shanghai Disney Resort, um, Walt Disney, and Tokyo have been closed as well. Um, it's insane, what? dude. It's insane. I just now thought about something. It's called Shanghai Disney Resort. Doesn't that make you think you're getting kidnapped to a Disney Resort for some reason? <laughs> I mean, just think about the name Shanghai, of it. It's like yeah. maybe like, like Shanghai surprise. It's a Shanghai surprise, right? <laughs> you go to Disney and you get kidnapped. Concert tours have been um, postponed or canceled, guys. Um, Green Day, Ciara, Madonna even canceled her last two shows of her Madden X tour. Um, of course, Green Day uh, they postponed their dates in Asia. In Singapore, Thailand, uh, South Korea, and uh, Japan. So yeah, I think Pearl Jam just canceled. Yeah, Pearl Jam didn't um, cancel the U.S. tour. That was going to be in Baltimore. They actually canceled their Baltimore yeah, tour. Yeah, I mean, wow. or postponed it. They haven't set a date yet. Wow, that's insane, guys. I mean, it's like I guess it's I get insane. I guess you got to figure like, okay, you don't know how this is going to turn out. You know, if it gets right. worse, that you don't want to like run a tour and then have to cancel last minute. Mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. Unless you're Axl Rose. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And this is a weird one, guys. Um, Studio audiences like Jeopardy, Wheel of Fortune will not be taping with the live studio audience amid concerns about the spread of coronavirus. Now, just so odd to like to to watch a game show and have no audience present. I mean, I I can see for um, Jeopardy with um, with, you only have three people with um, Alex Trebek being like sick and, you know, battling cancer. I can see not wanting to be around a bunch of sick people. Right. But I mean, um, Pat Sajak. I guess Pat. I guess he's probably in the demographic. He's old, right? Yeah, he's an he's an old gentleman as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Isn't he from Baltimore? I, I think I'm I think pretty he, sure I, he is. He's he, from Maryland. Yeah. Yeah. I, does he still live in Maryland? I guess he travels. They say he's a big Orioles fan. Okay. I imagine he lives. Um, I, I I believe it's taped in Los Angeles. So I guess, mm-hmm. I guess he has a home in probably yeah those cities. So those are all the major. I mean, there's yeah, probably the, more. The, well, the, well, the um, um the late night shows now are going to do it without an audience. So that's going to be really weird. Yeah, how you do a monologue with no audience? Even if you have like a laugh track? Yeah, dude, that's going to be so That's like being a stand-up comedian at a club with no people. Right. How do you do it? Like, how do you like... That is is such a weird... Yeah, it's going to be a weird time. And you mentioned, you sent me this um, recently that 
broad. Now, I love going to Broadway shows in New York. Right. A, a main reason is if there's a major celebrity and they 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 usually come out, they sign the playbill program and they mm-hmm. take oh, photos, selfies. Cool. Apparently, according to Broadway.com's latest article, Chachi, you said that uh, yeah. that the stage door. Um, the f- I guess the bonus uh, part of it of many of the Broadway productions will be canceled for now. I guess. What right? is it like a meet and greet? That's well, it's like more of an informal meet and greet. It's no cost for the. Uh, they just they want people that have attended the production. They stand by what's called the stage door, and then the actors come out and they sign okay. autographs and they take photos. Um, and certain productions, you know, they do that at the end of every oh, show. Sometimes cool. they don't come out. Sometimes they do. Um, for instance, I was actually attended um, Grand Horizons where James Cromwell came out, but Ben McKenzie of Gotham did not. So I was kind of disappointed okay. that Ben didn't come out. Um, but um, but yeah, those those things are going to be canceled too. And like Monster Mania, um, like I, I think people are going to be very different. Uh, the celebrities are going to be different about greeting um, the fans. They're probably shake less, hands. less shaking hands. What I'm sure. What do you hear about WrestleMania? Like they said, like the now meeting. that. Cannot be moved. I, no, well, that I would be horrible. Yeah, no, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the meet and greet. They said you can't take pictures. You can't. Oh, so the meet and greet. Okay, yes. Yeah, because I heard they, gonna... But they, they, they said they're not going to cancel WrestleMania for no. now. But if that happens, that would just be horrific. That and, would be it, and they said both Bellas canceled because they were both pregnant. They don't want to get take a chance. They're not going to attend the Hall of Fame because of that. Uh, the, at least the meet and greet. They might be. In the oh, Hall the of meet and greet. Okay, the the Hall of Fame. Yeah, they're getting inducted. So. I mean, but actually, if they cancel WrestleMania, it might be the most enjoyable one in the past 10 years, I think. No, this WrestleMania <laughs> is stacked. <laughs> is it? It's stacked. Yeah. We'll go over the car a little later as we always save wrestling for the end. Um, Amazing Spider-Man. This is good moon of f- film uh, news. Uh, Amazing Spider-Man 2. Um, co-writer Robert Orkey has been tapped to write an untitled Marvel film. So they haven't mentioned what this untitled Marvel film, but it's going to be within the Spider-Verse. But the thing is, um, wasn't the Amazing Spider-Man two the worst of the Amazing Spider-Mans? <laughs> I just now thought about that. So this is the one with um, sa- uh, with it's the Sam one with the backpacks. Everybody had. Oh, the sorry, this is the one with um, with Jamie Foxx, right? As yes. Electro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And everybody had. They went into the room with yeah. all the backpacks. And well, lucky he's a co-writer, so maybe the other one will pull away. Right. I guess. Um, but they're not. They haven't revealed which specific Marvel character. So as you know, not only does it own Spider-Man. It owns Venom, Silver and Black, Morbius, a living vampire, which Morbius is already being in production uh, with Jared Leto, the title role. Uh, Silk, um, several other properties as well. I hope it's it's the whole movie, nothing but that new MJ. That'd be amazing. Zendaya? Oh, my God, I hope so. (laughs) This is a long, long, like, four-hour movie, nothing but her. She's not that bad. She's great in Euphoria. Watch Euphoria, and you'll change your mind about her. I doubt it. Eh, She's good (laughs) in that. She's really good. She's a great actress. Um... Well, Orky's also known for Transformers, Star Trek, Mission Impossible 3, all that stuff. Did he write the Transformers movies, too? Um, his two credits are include two Transformers installments. See, that's really yeah. not making me want to <laughs> see this movie. Wait, so was it, was it the first one, though? The first uh, one no, was it, good. It said yeah, the first two, one was great. Two Transformers installments. didn't say which ones. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> well, he would look it up on IMDb. <laughs> um, they had the red carpet premiere of Mulan um, uh, this earlier this week. Um, uh, Yifi Yu, uh, Yifi Lu, um, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that name right, is is your new Mulan. Um, look actually, I was thinking about that. They're actually still coming out with Mulan and having a premiere for that with the coronavirus. <laughs> <They're not laughs> like, well, I would think that would be the one film that you want to... <laughs> 
<laughs> well, they luckily they already shot it, so the outbreak already. Okay. <laughs> they shot it last year, so yes, yeah. It's great that they finished it and they wrapped yeah. it last year because the Corona uh, outbreak was like what when did it happen? Like late last year. Yeah, it did. So I think they wrapped up production, and so you know just they, in time. To worry about yeah. Well, they bring back your um, your sauce. In honor of the Situan movie. Situan sauce. Yes, yes, part of Rick and Morty, guys. Is we'll it be back? back? Yeah. Come back to McDonald's for this uh, movie, Milan. Yes. Are people going to grab it up and then start scalping on eBay? <laughs> Probably so, man. Rick and Morty vans are pretty insane, man. Well, someone, someone like, um, gave their car for it, right? Was that what happened for pretty, one pack yeah, of that sauce last time? That's crazy, man. That is, people are just believe, insane. People are just insane. They are. They're insane. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, the, the new Milan... Uh, Yifi Liu looking absolutely stunning on the red carpet in this long dress. She actually looked like a princess herself on the red carpet. Um, so um, that was cool. Um, Another movie news. Um, there's a film called The Man from Toronto with uh, Kevin Hart. It's an action comedy. Um, so supposedly Jason Statham was going to play like the other half, kind of like how The Rock was yes. and Kevin. Uh, but now Statham is out and Woody Harrelson's in. Um See, I don't know if I can picture. I mean, Woody Harrelson's great. Yeah, he but is. But as an action star, I don't know. I mean, well, have you seen Zombieland? Zombieland, he was good in. See, but Zombieland's not really an action star. He can do action. He can do action. He can do like goofy action. Oh, here's here's breaking life. news right now. Like Tom Hanks and his wife Rita uh-huh. are, are being observed and isolated after testing positive for coronavirus. What? No way. Yeah. Oh man. Where did Tom Hanks so travel The actor to? posted the news on his personal Instagram page. Oh my God, that is breaking! Wow, I, this is the first. Is this is the first celebrity. They were down there in Australia. Australia. They felt a bit tired. And they had colds and some body aches. And dude, Justin Price. Rita had some chills. Photographer extraordinaire yeah. Justin Price was just in Australia. Um, you better check himself. <laughs> yeah. Dude, so man, that is breaking. Tom news. Hanks and Rita Wilson were in Australia, and that's where they allegedly contacted the yeah. virus. And saying here, saying here, Trump just Trump just announced that the U.S. is going to suspend all travel from Europe for ninety days, no, thirty days. Thirty days. All travel from Europe. Wow, dude, I can't believe Tom Hanks and his wife. Yeah. Oh man, have so, coronavirus, dude. Jesus. So does that mean he's stuck in Australia now for a while? Yeah. Did they quarantine him in Australia, or did he fly back? Did it say? I'm not sure. Okay, we'll have to look that one up, man. Well, uh, MCU fans, um, then the last newest trailer was. Uh, was just uh, posted for Black Widow. Um, you looking forward to that one, guys? Uh, I'm 50-50 on that one. I mean, mm-hmm. it's like... I'm a Scarlet fan. I think she's great, but this is not... This is like a prequel, so it's not going to move the yeah. the phase forward. So it's just kind of like tell, tell a story and you know, then it could introduce add, a crucial character. It, it, could That's add, my it could add to uh, phase four, though. I mean, maybe... Well, it will, add, it will add to phase four because I, I think there's a character... That's going to be, you know, obviously, sadly, Black Widow, as you know, uh, passed away yeah. in Avengers Endgame. Um, obviously, it's a comic book world. Anything can yes. happen. But, uh, I mean, God, they fucking time tra- traveled. I mean, come yeah, on, right? right. <laughs> um, um, you never know. Um, but, yeah, I guess this is the, I guess the purpose for the Black Widow movie, even though it is part of Phase 4, is to introduce a new character. Maybe even the uh, Yelena Belova, the sister see, character, see, will I, be taking did you over see as Black Widow. There was a photo of her. And it looked mm-hmm. like they swapped faces. Are really? they going to try to say that the one who died in Endgame was actually her and Black Widow is still alive? Is that a fan theory? No, they actually showed a picture of this with her like lines on her face where that was something where they thought might be. Where did you see this? I saw it someplace online. Ah. And it was a definite photo and she had like 
lines on her face, like her face was cut off, kind of like face off. And a well, uh, <laughs> that could be a huge spoiler if that that could be like an uh, like you know the ending, you know, end credit scene. But then again, the people, the person you still loved was the person who had the <laughs> other face on. So it's like right. the Black Widow could be somebody whole. Right. Could be the same actress, but it could be somebody you don't oh, even man. like. That could be something, man. Um, the Jungle Cruise trailer looks pretty fun. Emily Blunt and uh, The Rock, Dwayne Johnson. Okay. Um, um, the the, the Disney film. I do have a, a question about that. Is the next one, it's a small world after all? Because it <laughs> seems like they've done every single ride of <laughs> yeah, Disney they World. <laughs> they have. have. they done Space Mountain yet? Uh, I think they, did they do a Space Mountain? I think they might have done a Space okay, Mountain. Okay. I know they did Tomorrowland. They did a. Yeah. Yeah. They did Tomorrowland. Um, well, they did a Splash Mountain. They did Splash Mountain, yeah. So they need to like do Splash song, Mountain. Song of the South. That's what it was. <laughs> it was, yeah. That's the one that's banned from Disney Plus. Yeah, yeah. Right, guys? Yeah, that's well, what, live what action the whole movie that's not going to happen anytime soon. Is, um, <laughs> well, it was, already, it was already live action with the, um, yeah. with the um, guy. The narrator in there. guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I had high hopes for Bloodshot with Vin Diesel, but it's at, as a 39% critic score on Rotten Tomatoes. Well, here, here's the thing, though, um, with Bloodshot. Uh, Have you ever seen the comic? Yeah, yeah. I'm He's actually all guy, white yeah. mm-hmm. with red eyes. Okay. And the trailer, it's just Vin Diesel. Well, yeah, that's lame. Well, eventually, I think he's going to get the signature white skin. I know, but still, eyes. he's... Oh, he does? Yeah. Still, 90% of the thing he is in the trailer is just it's Vin just Diesel. It's just Vin Diesel, like Fast and the Furious, Vin. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, maybe that's the initial reason why a lot of fans aren't happy about it, but, you know, I think it comes out nationwide uh, tomorrow, so uh, Thursday, so... Let's see what the audience scores. Like I, I tend to lean more towards audience scores, you know, lately. You know, mm-hmm. they seem so to be let, more right on. I mean, they seem they seem, they seem to be more on 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 the level where I, where I I go on the films. Same with Chachi, I believe. Usually, usually agree with the audience score, right? Yeah. yeah. So he had a critically not always the, the the last Star Wars movie before this one. Are we talking about Rise? Well, Rise had a decent uh, audience. No, score I'm not talking about Rise. I'm okay. talking about the one. Oh, before. Last Jedi. Last Jedi. Oh had, God. The critic score on that was through the roof. Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody hated everybody that movie. Everybody loved that one, dude. Oh man. Except uh, the true people who actually like Star Wars. Yep. Uh, at the box office, onward, the number number one movie. Um, Forty million for the opening weekend. What is the premise of that? Is uh, he just, just walking around with his dad's pants? Well, I believe they brought the lower half of the body. They have to get the the, the upper half of the body. Okay, it, it seems like such a weird movie. It, it's a little bizarre. I mean, it, <laughs> but you know, it's uh, you know, it's Chris Pratt and Tom Holland, yeah. two two Avengers uh-huh. uh, doing voiceover work. So, um, I don't know if I'll I don't know if I'll see. I might have to wait for that one to go on Disney Plus, I guess. Um, but I'm not rushing to see that one. Um, but uh, Invisible Man, the number two movie, I'm supposed to see it tomorrow. I saw that. That was good. Yeah, the, see, you would like it. See, they have you know high what? scores on both audience and critics. And here's the thing: so. that one didn't cost a lot of money. That should have been the lead into the Dark Universe, not that crappy Tom Cruise, the Mummy, mummy uh, movie. Oh, because they're supposed to do like a monster verse, right? Yes. Yeah. I mean, if they did the Invisible Man first. That monsterverse would have been awesome. A monsterverse. Then you have some kind of. That's not cool. I just. No, it's actually called that. the Dark Universe. Well, I like monsterverse. I think. But, but that would have been cool. awesome. It would have been you cool. have this weird Tom Cruise mummy movie where he's like he uh-huh. becomes the mummy at the end. It just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I know everybody liked that film. So. <laughs> I mean, my problem with that movie, um, Invisible Man, was the lead actress who was very plain looking. 
Yes, you can. We're talking about, wait, we're talking about um, Elizabeth Moss from uh, from Handmaid's Tale. I don't know where she's from, but she's very, very plain Jane. And like this well, guy, yeah, that's Elizabeth Moss. This guy was um, the guy that was obsessed with her was filthy rich and like. Okay, so you never seen Handmaid's Tale? a good-looking guy. No, no. I, I never, no, I'm straight. But like, it's um, not a gay <laughs> series. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where you come up with that, Chachi. Um, third place is Sonic the Hedgehog. Do you know that was good too? Amazingly, did you yeah. see that? I thought it was horrible. You thought it was horrible, yes. really? Yeah. Okay. I thought it was a good performance yeah. from Jim Carrey playing Jim Carrey because Jim Carrey's good at he's playing himself. <laughs> playing That's actually the number four movie. I'm mistaken. Sorry, guys. The Way Back was the number three movie. The Way um, Back. What the Way that? Back. Yeah, um, it's a Warner Brothers film. I am not familiar with that film actually. It's a, I think it's like a basketball movie. Yeah, there you go. And a Call of the Wild uh, is a top five. The uh, Harrison Ford of the green screen and a. Uh, CGI dog, which does not really translate well. I don't know why they couldn't bring you know, a real. It dog. was good. It was it was good. Well, I mean, because uh, it's like the stuff they do in that movie. I don't know how you could train a dog to oh do it. Oh my god, dude! They could have spent millions of dollars for a dog just to, to get a real dog. But yeah. I mean, it did look really computer uh, yeah. animated. And yeah, did see? you see it? No, I didn't no. see no, it. Now, I was, it was Harrison Ford the grumpy old man Harrison Ford? Because he plays that role a lot now. Well, that's what he is. But <laughs> <laughs> No, but this movie, uh, I mean, it, if you get past the CG, the bad CG, then it's enjoyable. Okay. But, I mean, but yeah, I mean, it takes a while for you to be like, to forget that you're, you know, that it's not computer um, generated. God, that's like 90% because he, he did most of it in, the green, in front of a green screen. So Yeah, yeah it, it definitely shows. It, it really is like... 10% live action if you think about it because the background and the dog yeah, but, is CG but what about Even Liam, the background? It's, just, it's just real Harrison that's yeah but what about that Liam Neeson movie they, didn't they have weird, uh, real wolves on that when he was like fighting the wolves I forget what movie that was oh you um, know which one I'm talking about it was like Liam Neeson he was like I guess with his hunting buddies or something and then these no, wolves no. attacked him I'm not sure about that one I'll have to I look it up what it was called yeah and didn't it like, um, really didn't like Leonardo DiCaprio really get raped by a, a bear in that movie <laughs> was in <laughs> That was a real bear, right? <laughs> that was not a real bear. It wasn't, okay. I think that, that CG was like a, uh, a lot better yeah, it was. Than, than a lot of other attempts, I think. It actually, it was pretty good. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't understand yeah. why this movie, it seemed like a, they didn't spend a lot of their budget on the on a, on a better CG. Right? Yeah. I don't know. I've seen better ones out there. Yeah. Moving on to television, guys. We're just zipping through this. Uh, Marvel Studios' Loki at, on Disney+. Plus. Um, on, in production now, they just um, signed um, a new... Uh, actor uh, to join the cast, and that's Richard E. Grant. You oh, probably know him yeah. from Dispatches from Elsewhere. Yeah. Did that opening montage. He was also in. Um, he was awesome in Rise of Skywalker. Have you watched Dispatches from Elsewhere yet? Um, yes, I was on I the second the, episode so far. I watched the pilot episode. It's yes. a weird show. It is probably the weirdest show I've ever seen. But who was in Rise of Skywalker? He was like the evil. Um, he took the place of Hux after Hux. Yeah, was he was like the off. general guy. He okay. Was, yeah, he was the evil. Uh, Evil commander, yeah, who also met his fate as well. Um, Spoiler. Yeah, you know. <laughs> I know, it's three months. Rise, rise of Skywalker fans. Uh, Hocus Pocus, <laughs> uh, sequel update. I know you're. I don't know if you're happy about this. I don't know, yeah. A big uh, Hocus Pocus fan. I guess it depends if the original cast is coming back. Yeah. But, uh, yes, it's a follow-up to the 93 cult classic, um, and it's going to be a series. Um, and um, it's going to be... Um, I think there's a direct. Uh, let's see. It's gonna be a series, you said. It's gonna be a series. Oh, so it's not gonna be a movie. Okay. Yeah. Um. You know what? You're, you're right, Chachi. It is gonna be a, a film. So oh, it is. Okay. It's gonna be a film. Is it gonna be like a trilogy? Or is it gonna be? It's a workaholics. Jen D'Angelo will be writing the script, 
and um, Shankman, Andy Shankman will be a directing. Adam, sorry, Adam Shankman will be directing. Okay. Um, Adam Shankman has a pretty good resume. Um, he's done uh, the Pitch Perfect movies. Um, he's done a, quite a few things. Uh, oh yeah, Walk to Remember. He's done the Hairspray reboot, the musical reboot with Britney Snow. Um, the Wedding Planner. He's done a bunch of stuff. So yeah, just, it's a good ad. Just do it right. Yeah, if you're gonna do it, do it right. You know, and just have the all the original um, three women back. You know, yeah, they haven't reprise made any, their roles. They haven't made any casting announcements just yet. But um, well, the um, have they? No, no. Okay. So you got to have Kathy Najimy, Sarah Jessica yeah. Parker, and Bette Midler back. And how about how about um, what's her face from um, Walking Dead? Oh, the, Thora Birch. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it'd be cool. She repri- reprises yeah, her role. She, she returned back to acting because it's crazy. Because before she came back to, on The Walking Dead, she had took, taken a long hiatus from oh, acting. Oh, she, no, she was a long hiatus. This is her first role back, really. In years, I think wow. she just. Well, it's kind of like a yeah. The girl from My Girl. Uh, yeah, Anna, 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 Anna Klumsky. Klumsky. Yeah. Same with uh, I don't know if you know Anna took a nine to five job. And went to college and did all that, and then she came back in Veep, and now she's in a new series that I worked on in New York called Inventing Anna. Check it okay. out. Okay, I haven't seen it that. comes out. That's based on the socialite um, in New York, the Russian woman that creates a fake life oh, okay. and steals from people and, and just commits all this fraud acts. Oh, okay. I know a guy like that. that <laughs> yes, you do. You yeah. do. You do know that. Yeah, and he's, in, he's in jail because he fucked up. He, he got out two years early. Fucked up again, committed more fraud at a bank, and now he's back in jail for 10 years. Yeah, you don't want to uh, commit fraud to a bank. They'll catch you. Yeah. The, the, the eyes are already on you. So it's like, you and me go, it's, you know, they're not going to scrutinize us too much. Yeah. He's, he already has a red mark But then he go prior in, to fraud. Didn't he go into a, a store, like an Apple store? He, he went to an Apple store and he was able to successfully buy a laptop, I believe. Yeah. So he he was a he was I felt I guess he was like getting away with things with a fake ID and then he was like, anyways. But why go to the stores where they're gonna have cameras everywhere, especially like an <laughs> Apple store? An Apple store must have the most cameras out of any <laughs> store. You know what I mean? And maybe like a jewelry store yeah. has more or yeah. a bank. But I mean, an Apple store you got devices all up and down right. <laughs> like the tables. It's gonna have cameras everywhere. Yeah, they're gonna, they're they, gonna catch you. Well, yeah, have you guys ever you. went to Best Buy before? Yeah, I, I no, a, what's that? Well, no, I had it a question on the price. Doesn't once. sound familiar. No, here's the thing. I had a question on price once. They actually had cameras to focus that could actually focus on the shelves to tell you the price of the item. Damn, really? I did not realize that. I mean, that was yeah. just kind of kind of blew my mind. That's a good thing. Got the prices like in the computer? <laughs> no, they just kind of was like, yeah. hey, I'll, I'll go check it out for you, and he put wow. something in yeah. and zoomed in on the price. I was like, mm. damn. Well, they'll be gone in the next yeah, five years. Man. So, dude, sure this is go. not good news for you, Lost in Space fans. They're actually coming back for a third final season. Oh, I thought that was Not, a good show. They're renewed for a third, but it's going to be the final season, yeah. So if you're a fan of the show... I was going to say they could go to Netflix, but that's not going to happen. Well, it is. <laughs> it's already on Netflix. Because <laughs> usually when a show gets canceled, the people Actually, like it goes to Netflix, but that's not going to happen. We, we talked about last week they were going to cancel um, The Magicians, and it's on Sci-Fi, and then it goes directly on Netflix afterwards. But a lot of people think it should just go directly to Netflix cause, to save it, but... Um, yeah, I guess if you're finished your story to tell, then why yeah. why go on, you know? But you know what? Sometimes it works. Which is why The Walking Some, Dead Well, the original um, Lost in Space only had three seasons. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, of course, they had like, way more episodes per season. You know, they didn't have right. ten episodes per season. I, they, so they, I didn't know that. that, that yeah. so, so was it a definitive story in the original one? I mean, I think they were canceled. 
Oh, it was canceled. Yeah. Oh, God. So it's just the same thing. Well, well, Supernatural was <laughs> only supposed to be four seasons. Look right. how that turned out. Yeah. But, I mean, three seasons they had 83 episodes. Oof. So, yeah. I mean, and okay. they were, and they were yeah, still our episodes. So oh, man. They don't have long seasons like that anymore. Yeah. Too well, much. CW Network, is, they have, like, what, yeah. 24 episodes a season? That's yeah. crazy. I don't know why they have so many. That's why, I don't know. They have but to chunk the them out. The one I heard that was the longest, I, I knew of recently, was anger management to keep Charlie Sheen working. So he kept himself out of trouble. Mm. They oh. had a 63-episode season. Jesus damn. Christ, dude. Really? Yeah, the first season was six episodes. The second season was 63. I was like, damn, they really want to keep him working. <laughs> to keep him. We, we got yeah, Charles we got, is a big topic. We got plenty we're, of news gonna, for him. We're going to be pivoting to that uh, a little later. Um, see, Netflix has ordered Mulligan, an animated comedy series by Tina Fey and Robert Carlock. It's about an alien attack that decimates Earth and humans, and they have to rebuild society. Um, so it sounds like pretty cool. Um um, sounds like a pretty cool uh, animated yeah. series. Um, John Boyega, Finn from Star Wars, is partnering with uh, Netflix for his Upper Room Productions uh, company uh, to develop non-English language films uh, centered on West and East Africa. Does he speak other languages? He's British, so I, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's what I was kind of wondering. I mean, if but he was from like some other, like maybe, Somalia or something. Maybe was he like, was. Maybe he was originally he from the, those areas of Africa. Okay. Maybe that's why. Wait, so they're making they're making foreign films here. Um, non. They didn't say where they're gonna shoot. Well, let's see. Um, well, the, his production company was founded by the British Nigerian. Oh, so he's British Nigerian. Oh, so there, there you go. go. Yeah. Um. They're going to develop films, project based on stories, cast, characters, crew, literary properties around African countries. Um, will it be shot there? Let's see. Um, didn't really. That's weird to shoot a movie in a foreign language to show it here. Well, it'll be shown on Netflix. I have a. I would imagine they're going to shoot maybe uh, internationally for this. You know, I, I don't. <laughs> especially if it's about Africa. How, can, is there any yeah. areas of, of the U.S. that kind of resemble Africa with the landscape? Mm. <laughs> no, I don't know. Maybe someplace in the Midwest. Maybe somewhere in the Midwest. I don't know. Yeah. Will it look like Africa? I don't know. Florida, maybe. Some areas of Florida? Really? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> no comment on that. Uh, uh, no comment on that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even want to ask, Chachi. You're on a, <laughs> you're on a terrible role. Um Mark Wahlberg is going to do a docu-series on HBO Max about himself. <laughs> Wait, didn't he just have one about himself and his burgers and stuff? I think you're right. I think it's so he has family. another one that he's doing? So this one's called Wall Street, W-A-H-L. But the other one's called Wahlburgers. So yeah, is he yeah. doing like yeah, one maybe, of yeah. everything? I guess you're right, yeah. I guess there's another one. This is about his acting schedule and growing up, growing his business empire. So it's going to be, I guess, talking okay. about Wahlburgers, but also focusing on his acting schedule. So, um, I mean, documentaries have been a bit, have been a big hit. Yeah. So, um, I guess you know why not? You know, this is interesting. Uh, this is an interesting one. So, we met um, King Joffrey um, at um, I believe it was the Great Philadelphia Comic Con a while back. Yes. Um, and he had announced then that well, I had asked if he planned on ret- you know staying retired. You know, why did you retire? Was one of my panel questions. Uh, just announced he's returning to television. Oh, that's cool. He hasn't been on TV since he died on Game of Thrones. Well, did he have wow. a lot of problems? With, like, uh, the kid from uh, Star Wars had a bunch of problems. He quit acting, too, because he kept getting well, picked this guy on. Well, this guy didn't have yeah. problems. I think he just wanted to go to school. Because, like, the kid from Anakin, like, Anakin from, like, young Anakin, like, quit yeah. acting completely because he was so traumatized <laughs> from everybody picking so on him for being in Star Wars. That really yeah. sucks. Yeah. I feel bad for him because he hasn't had a career since. You're right. But Jack was a uh, Jack Leeson is the actor's name. He had a great um, 
And he's, he's a great actor, number one. So yeah, definitely. I think whatever he comes back into, he's going to do well. But So he's going to be uh, making a comeback uh, in a BBC series called Out of Her Mind. Now, is he related to Jackie Gleason? I don't think so, because Jackie Gleason is not British. No, but I mean... <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah. This is dead. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yes, a six-part comedy on BBC. Um, so, hey, it'd be worth checking out. I mean, he, he was one of the most despicable villains... In television yeah, history, was. I can't decide whether him or Ramsey, uh, him or Ramsey was the worst villain, but they're both pretty despicable. I think yeah, definitely Ramsey. Ramsey's a little more. Yeah. I mean, I mean, he cut off the guy's dick. That's pretty yeah. fucking bad. Yeah. <laughs> That's really bad. Yeah, I think it, I don't think it gets any worse than that. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the yeah. worst thing a man could experience. Uh, on Apple TV, um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Arturo Castro will star. In an upcoming Apple comedy series called Mr. Corman. Um, so it's about a public school teacher. Uh, and uh, Castro will be the roommate and friend. So um, I guess it's um, I guess it's a comedy. <laughs> you guess it's a comedy? I guess it's a comedy, yeah. So, uh, I mean, based on the... Uh, it basically, it's described as a deep cut into the days and night of a San Fernando Valley public school teacher... And his roommate and friend. <laughs> uh, so I don't know if that sounds exciting yet, but they haven't sold me yet. But we'll see, see what happens. Um, <laughs> also on Apple TV, another they're doing the uh, animated route as well, uh, called Central Park. Um, not to be confused with Central Park. South Park. Or South Park, <laughs> yeah. The animation of this show, because I saw the trailer, looks just like Bob's Burgers. It doesn't? Yeah. But now I know why, because it's created by Bob Berger's duo of Lauren Bouchard and Nora Smith. So there you go. <laughs> That's why the characters look exactly like Bob Berger's oh, character. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's identical. Oh, who's um, this? OMG! Do we have a special guest? Oh, man. All right, we're going to announce it on the air, guys. Um, so we just got word that the convention that we love so near and dear to our heart, Monster Mania, Due to the coronavirus outbreak, has been canceled. Oh, postponed until August. Postponed until August, which really sucks. Now, they already have a con in August, so they're probably going to bring the same guests for that one con in August, I'm guessing. Yeah, I guess. They already have a uh, Yeah, they have so, two okay, in Cherry yeah. Hill a year. They have the Pop Mania in June. Um, but as a result of that, I'm sad to report that Bill Mosley has oh, uh, is going to cancel his interview with us tonight. Oh, that sucks. Um, because uh, his representative, representative Judy just... Told us that, yeah, everybody's in a funk right now with the convention being canceled. So I did inquire if we could still have Bill on just to talk yeah. about his career. But Judy advised that it's probably best that uh, we rescheduled. Um, but um, well, We can talk to him later on. Nonetheless, before we continue on with uh, some other news bits, um, I got some huge on-location interviews along with a- another guest yeah, that we just booked. Uh, Chachi just um, – and we'll, uh, I got, I'll just announce it right now. Um, from Sundance Film Festival, we have exclusive interviews from the closing night of Sundance. It was a oh, film cool. called Falling. It stars Viggo Mortensen in his directorial debut. Oh, yeah, I know, right? Stars Lance Hendrickson, who is a legend in acting in sci-fi. He's been in a ton of horror Yes. Stuff. So this, this is huge, guys. Huge on-location interviews. I interview Lance Hendrickson. No way. Yes, yes. And Hannah Gross, if you don't know her, she's from Mindhunter, and she also plays Joker. Also Mindhunter. Yep, and she also plays Joker's mother in 
um, the Joker with Joaquin Phoenix, okay, yeah. the young mother, the younger version of the, of her mother. Um, also, she plays a mother, a, a mother of the main character in this film, Falling. So um, we have on-location interviews from the Falling premiere. Hannah Gross, Lance Hendrickson, Viggo Mortensen, interviewed by our good friend Lauren Francesca. That's cool. And... And Bo Martin, actress Bo Martin as oh, well. Man. So those on-location interviews will be played at the end of the program. In addition, Chachi um, has um, scheduled um, a calling guest that will coincide with uh, a news bit. Maybe I guess we can. Um, Is it Tom? Uh, Hanks? Around the time she's scheduled to call in, we'll just uh, we'll just uh, drop that news bit to coincide with it. But it's okay, a, yeah. it's a friend of ours that you used to show up on Below the Belt show. Has now worked as a PR agent and has, she has some, um, I guess, some major scoops or a major insight into this next topic. I guess we could just mention it now because it's yeah, just yeah. like, why are we like mentioning it now and not later? Um, her name is Sammy Robin, um, aka when she was on the show, she was Sammy Sweetass. Which it was, was yeah. <laughs> came up with. Um, so she is the <laughs> PR rep of Corey Feldman. Oh, that's pretty cool, Corey Feldman. How's so, he doing now? Because I mean, I haven't seen. So him we're gonna years. address all yeah. that um, when when. You know, because we're pretty much being redundant when we repeat some of the points that, that we're going to talk about. So we're going to wait for all that when Sammy calls in. I think that would be a good idea. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But uh, as you know, there was a documentary um, that... Oh, yeah, I heard that. That Corey had leaked the names. He had mentioned three before, and he mentioned two new names, one of which is a huge Hollywood name in Charlie yeah. Sheen. Yeah. Um, with alleged um, uh, rape and sexual abuse um, between um, Corey and the late Corey Haim, who died uh, 10 years ago. His death anniversary was actually yesterday. He died that long ago? He, he died on uh, March I know March he died, 10th, but I didn't 2010. realize it was that long ago. Yeah, yeah 2010, yeah. which is sad. He uh, lost, his, uh, lost his life due to addiction, which is really, really sad, man. Really sad. Yeah, I think he actually died of pneumonia, but it might have been, you know, let up from that. It's probably addiction-related. Right, oh, exactly. Man. Yeah, so. Very sad. Yeah, it was really sad. Um, all right, well, let's move on with some other um, stuff on YouTube. So it looks like YouTube only has two scripted shows that are hits. The rest have all been canceled. <laughs> Cobra Kai is one of them. Yes. <laughs> Liza on Demand is the other one. They're the only remaining scripted shows really? on YouTube. So it's like, why why are we subscribed to YouTube Premium? Because YouTube's free, you know? Um, just for no ads. Yeah. I mean, you only get yeah. two original shows. And music, too. They and have music. A, okay. it bundled in there. Okay, yeah. music's bundled in there. Um, but YouTube has canceled another series called Impulse. Um, it's not going for a show. Is it about the character from Flash? No, I don't think it's affiliated with DC Comics at all. Okay, because um, there's a character called. It's a, well, Impulse is a show about a young woman grappling with her sexual assault and the trauma surrounding it. That sounds nothing like the character. No, from Flash. it has nothing to do with the Flash. <laughs> 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 so I say we talk about our favorite show on AMC, Chachi. Which, that's not Better Call Saul. <laughs> That's right, guys, for our weekly discussion of AMC's Zombie Apocalypse Drama, The Walking Dead, Season 10. Did you talk about the week before? Megan and... Well, we can talk about all that crazy stuff here on our Walking Dead segment. But yes, you're referring to, I believe now that's already two weeks ago, Negan and Alpha got naked in the woods together. <laughs> she wore her mask. That's some crazy, nasty, outdoor sex, I guess. Uh, 
and she kept their mask on, which is pretty insane. Um, wow. Actually made it look better, so. Oh! oh. What, too soon? <laughs> she said, if you're a crass, you're a crass man, Negan, you deserve a, you deserve a crass prize. <laughs> <laughs> which is great. But um, if you read the comic book graphic novel, and Chachi, you probably already heard this. You know what happens to to um, Alpha, but we don't know if, if the show's going to follow suit. I don't know what happens. We don't. We don't, don't know. It. Well, it's, it's it's been all over the place. Well, technically but, uh, a comic book. I mean, yeah, you still have Carl. You don't even have Carl anymore. Yeah. yeah so they're gonna they could make some crazy changes. We all know Alpha's going to die. We just don't know who's taking her out. I mean, that that's kind of like a given. You know. The, yeah. Well. Yeah. Well, we the ghost that. of shame. <laughs> Because, I mean, she, she's the major villain. So this week's episode was good, man. We kind of built up. Um, you were talking about the ending. I'm not sure what ending you're alluding to. You said I would like the ending. It's just that our protagonists are in danger. You know, the, the walkers, well, yeah, the, the horde is, is, is getting into Hilltop. Or is it Hilltop? Or Al- it's Hilltop, right? Um, yes, They're, they're getting into Hilltop. Um, they've crossed the one border with spikes. And it looks like the imminent, like, end of our survivors. Yeah. Um, and they, ah, fuck, Beta just devised some weapon made out of tree sap, which I don't know what the tree sap was meant to do, but I guess it kind of just made things slippery and uh, or sticky. So like yeah. the walkers kind of stick to, uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I really don't understand <laughs> the, 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 the purpose of the tree sap, but it was full. The, the episode was full of action. Dude. Well, yeah, a lot of action at the end, like Tons a lot of suspense. Of action, like, yeah. I mean, I think they really stepped it up, um, mm-hmm. in this second half of the season. Yeah, you know, yeah, and talk so. about loving the, loving the ending. I, I meant this like all the action and like I mean, just like you know, Empire Strikes Back. I mean, just because the heroes are down and out doesn't mean it's not a great, <laughs> you know, not a great episode. It was a really good episode. Yeah. yeah. So that that's now, here, here's the thing: is Maggie coming back this season, or she? She's already confirmed to come back. We actually attended the Walking Dead um, panel at New York Comic Con, okay. and she was a surprise guest at the end. My prediction: she'll be the very last episode of this season. She'll be a series regular. For season eleven, mm-hmm. so as you know, we're getting to season. She's probably going to replace Michonne on the. Yes, Michonne's last episode I heard is episode thirteen. Um, that's going to be her last episode. But as you know, she hasn't appeared in the second no. half just yet. Um, but I think she's going to get two more episodes, and then she's going to be. That's done. a big loss for the show. It's a huge loss. Yep. Danai yeah. is such a huge star now, and especially now being a part of the Marvel universe and all the great, you know things that she's associated with, and she's a great actress. I mean, yep. she's one of the better actresses on the show. Um, but yes, bringing Maggie back, bringing Lauren Cohen back is is awesome. Uh, yeah, they, you know, they definitely need her. Because I'm watching the episodes, and mm-hmm. like, I'm always like, who the hell are these people? Mm-hmm. Like, there's so many characters in this show that have never been built up, or you, yeah. you, you don't know their backstory. So we don't like, feel so bad about their deaths. So we actually had, uh, played on the promo um, of last week's show, Lindsley Register, who plays Laura, the girl with the tattoo. Oh, okay. Unfortunately, she died last week at the hands of Alpha. I'm sorry, at the hands of Beta. And um, although I was sad because we interviewed her, sh- her story didn't really have that much of a yeah. impact. So I didn't feel bad for her character. I felt bad for her. Yeah. Because we interviewed um, yes. Lindsley, and she's great on the show. We actually showed the show twice. Actually, she was great. Uh-huh. Uh, but her character died, and she's been on the sh- on the show for like three seasons. That's so like a small recurring character. Yeah. Right. You know, and they killed her off. I was like, oh, man. Even that, uh, yeah. yeah. And, 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 and like, you always know they're going to kill them off when they start giving them some kind of, like, storyline. You're like, yeah. you're like they build them up for, like, a half an episode and they kill them. They're like, oh, okay. But, but, like, she, but even so, like, like, who's that, like, that um, one um, deaf woman on the show? 
Oh, uh, that's um, yes. What's her name? Although she well, might not the be character dead. of Connie. Um, okay. uh, the actress's name is. I, I don't care about her name, but but who? Yeah, Con- her name is Connie. Okay. Connie and Kelly. Yeah. Are the but what's her backstory? Like, I mean, they show them all the time. Well, well, she's well, going to be in a new Marvel movie, so she's probably taking time off from the Marvel movie. Maybe that's why they have that cave. Uh, yeah, so thing. she's kind of yeah. like. Mm-hmm. What's her backstory as far as the character? Yeah. Well, her, her, they're from a different. Um, her and Magna and Yumiko and mm-hmm. Luke, I believe, are from smaller groups. They're, they're a small group that escaped another like surviving yeah. community. There's, like, but you don't know anything else about them. Like I, I had no idea that her, her and the other woman were even sisters until like the last episode when they Kelly said they're being sisters. sisters. Yeah, yeah. Like, the guy, like, I know if they're lovers. I don't know what they were. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> well, they don't look alike. I mean, they're, no. you know. You know, as right, uh, yeah. Connie is very light, fair skin, and right. you know Kelly's not. He's yeah. very dark skin, so they don't even look like sisters. But um, but uh, yeah, no, we haven't. So if any of the four of them get killed, we won't have as much of a. It won't have an emotional yes. impact. No, no. Like it, like Tara and Enid had a really like I was really I was really upset, like legitimately sad that those two were killed. Um, on the show because you develop you know an interest in the well, character. Well, kind of like when know? I was working on like the TV show The Outsiders. Like, I mean, yeah. they more or less said, hey, we'll give you some lines, but you die. So, like, <laughs> usually the people who had one or two lines died that episode, and then they were gone. <laughs> the main characters are still there, but the well, secondary characters all... It, well, it was like Star Trek, the guys with the red shirts. Yeah, because they have contracts, and you don't. So, <laughs> that makes sense. Yep. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, yeah. that's my biggest gripe about The Walking Dead, is just yeah. how, like bad they seem to, to be in character development i mean you know like they were, were great early on when when it was a small cast you know you, they really built up they built daryl and carol and um, everybody yeah. else and you really you know you really started um, took a liking to these characters and cared yeah, about them absolutely but there's so many people now i mean there's just way too many people i don't know who's who i only know their names yeah and, and you're a much bigger fan than i am you know a lot more of their names but i'm talking about for the average fan they're not going to know who these people are see that's kind of mm-hmm. what i like fear to walking dead because it's less people and it seems yeah. like they're more relatable i don't know if you've been watching i think it recently. The, the writing has been far superior on the walking dead versus fear though the new mm-hmm. one the new the last couple seasons of fear walking Dead mm-hmm. seems to be really good okay I, you know i, I started I mean, watching the original cast i, mean, I started watching the, the the early parts of season early, five and then I, I just kind of yeah like, yeah but i mean have it saved you saw like when glenn probably. died how how upset people were i oh, mean yeah, that yeah, was huge yeah that was huge. and i don't think there's many people left on the show that you'd have the same kind of reaction I, you know, I mean that's well it have to be one of the long-term ones yeah like, right like ezekiel um you know like eugene and, and ezekiel if they kill him off i'm gonna be real upset that's, yeah that's gonna yeah. be really upset i mean he already has cancer you know yeah. right they, they, they mentioned it on the he's on one of the few season. characters like of the recent seasons yeah. that I, I you know i care about on the show yeah and i know they're not killing eugene off so let's go into the, another big part of the episode because this is the next storyline arc that will go into season 11 so as you know uh eugene has been talking to a woman named stephanie in a different community uh-huh. And this community is rumored to be um, the Commonwealth, which is a storyline in, oh, okay. in the comic book, graphic novel. A Commonwealth is a community of like 10,000 people. So it's like... Oh, it's, so it's, it's big, a, oh, well, we're screwed now. We're never going to know these characters. So, <laughs> so it's, a very, it's a very effective yeah. city-like yeah. community that's doing very uh, fairly well um, during the apocalypse. Um, they uh, have like s- stormtroopers type of troops, which have like zombie bite proof armor that they wear. Oh, that's pretty cool. See, why? So, see, here's the thing: if I was in the zombie apocalypse, why don't you just buy shin guards or like some sporting well, goods well, store that, and put that well, on? Well, that's then? why the people in the kingdom and and yeah, and no, yeah. Why, why wear that. But they kind of got away from that, though. The people in the kingdom. Well, I mean, yeah, find them first. Clothes. 
Yeah. You have to find yeah. it first. So okay. a community like the Commonwealth, which is this 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 area supposedly in Ohio that uh, Stephanie is from, has the means to make okay. make this armor. I guess yeah. so. They look like stormtroopers, actually. So yeah, I think I think all the it's going to be a cool season. This Commonwealth storyline is going to be really cool. I bet um, I bet it doesn't, I bet it doesn't turn out as well as they think it's going to turn out. Are they going to kill Rick too? Oh no! Yeah, well that's as as that's how it goes in the story. You don't think it's gonna be a happy ending there? <laughs> well, you know, reading the comics is different, so right. I guess I I can't really comment. Did you read all um, the comics? I I am up to the Whisper War. Wow! I haven't, I haven't I haven't read the. That's why I know about some of the things. You started I, from the beginning? No, I okay. actually jumped on when uh, Glenn and Abraham died. Okay. So I jumped on. No, in uh, the, the comics, Savior Abraham didn't die. That so way. the um the all is war, all out war storyline. Mm. So I picked it. I picked it up then. And I, I kind of want to watch it around the same time. I don't watch Jump Two Ahead, but there's only so many. Um, the Commonwealth is a last storyline arc, yeah. so it ends Volume Thirty Two, and the Whisper War is like Volume Twenty Eight. You know, so. Well, I mean, it's going to be like Game of Thrones. They're just going to keep adding stuff no matter what. If it's they like... want to, I don't think. I think they should end the same way as um yeah, as a, the as a comic book. Yeah, I really think they should end the same way. The comic book. It does. Does that mean Daryl dies? This is well. This is why Daryl takes place as Rick. Right, Rick's is, not going to be around. This so is like, what I think they should do. They should follow the Commonwealth storyline in the comic book. A lot of these actors' contracts are going to end. They're going to. They should end The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. Anyone that wants to continue will move on and make the Fear of the Walking Dead the main show, and improve that show, and have that. The, they're already doing original stories anyway. Yeah. The Walking Dead follows the comic book to a yeah. degree. Yeah. Make that the show and The Walking Dead at season fifteen, which you know, because they already seasons, said the spinoff is only what two episodes, two the seasons. The spinoff is only two seasons. Yeah, I think that so, whole thing is kind of like a waste. Yeah, but man, I Eugene was so in love with Stephanie, he, he wouldn't even he wouldn't kiss Rosita. My God, if that was yeah, you should have. <laughs> yeah, Rosita yeah. gave you the option right. to kiss her. I would have like grabbed her, man. That's yeah, who's <laughs> who's gonna be loyal to a girl you never met on the radio <laughs> that you may you. never? I, yeah. And you don't even know what she looks like. Right? She's probably she's gonna. It's Hollywood. She's gonna look hot. I mean, she's she no, she should she could look like Alpha. Stephanie, yeah, she could. <laughs> right. yeah, she could. <laughs> but Stephanie, I, I have a feeling Stephanie is an attractive woman. She's gonna be an attractive yeah. woman. And you know what's odd? Uh, weird prediction. Maybe she knows where Maggie is. As you know, Maggie went off with Georgie, and Georgie had the helicopter, and that's yeah. the community that's that uh, Eugene's talking to. So yeah, but then the helicopter it could also be. Save it Rick. could be. It could be a different community, but I don't know. The problem is, if it was where um, Maggie was, why wouldn't uh, yeah? But Eugene Rick went off on a helicopter was. too, right? So I so there's so it's rumored to be three communities outside of the communities we know, Alexandria. Okay. There's the Commonwealth, and mm-hmm. there's two other communities that that form a three, three circles. Oh, okay. Okay. And these three communities, I think we're gonna see um, one of them in Fear of the Walk. Oh, so the um, the World Beyond. Okay. That's one of the communities. Uh, the com- community that Stephanie's from, Eugene is talking to. That's a s- second community. Okay. And the third community, I believe, is either where Rick is or either where Maggie is. It's that's the oh, those okay. are the three communities okay. I think. Um, maybe even Maggie and Rick are together. I don't know. So, so th- everything has to kind of like this. Is my prediction is like, okay, so they got to write Michonne off. So she obviously wants to find Rick. She has to have some news that Rick is okay in one of those other communities. Yeah. So I think that has to do with like Stephanie 
Eugene, the girl that Eugene's talking to. Anything that makes I think no that, sense. That's with my me. guess. That's my but guess. Anyway, yeah, but that makes still makes no sense with me because Michonne should have taken her daughter. And here, I like. Yeah, they, they were going to argue why would you not take your kids? Like, because she's kind of yeah. the mother figure for Judith yeah. as well. But then you could say, well, we don't know where this community might not be safe. Yeah. So I don't think unless they decide to bring, you know, Judith and RJ with Michonne. Yeah. I don't know. What do you think? Do you think they're going to leave? The kids are going to leave the show. I mean, I think Judith would stay just because she seems to be like maybe she'll take maybe she'll take RJ and and Judith would stay. I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. Because no, no, no mother would want to leave their kid, you know? No. You know, it just doesn't make any sense. For it to make sense, you know, um, yeah. unless it's a dangerous territory. Yeah. It was proven to be a dangerous area. Well, when does the movie come out? Have they said that yet? They haven't. Um, I don't even think it's production yet. Wow. I think it's going to start production this year um, and maybe come out next year. Well, they better do it before they lose all their um, viewers. <laughs> I think that's the purpose of World Beyond. They're going to build to that. So, But that again, only two seasons. Yes. So, surprisingly, I thought if it's a big hit, why not keep it around? Yeah. You know? It won't be a big hit. I mean, no. I think I think they already like I think they're past the point for Walking Dead. Like I mean, mm-hmm. I think they've been past the point. Yeah. You know, like probably like by the time they started Fear the Walking Dead. Yeah, that's true. But like even uh, like even Z Nation showed promise early on, then it just kind of mm-hmm. got to the point where. He became a blue zombie guy who talked to people, and because they ran out of ideas, it's just like that show yeah. kind of went downhill fast. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the show I'm was good. upsetting at first by seeing these zombies and like not knowing what's going to happen, but now yeah. you you see them already kill a million zombies. You know, I, th- I think they're doing a good job keeping right new ways of being attacked by the zombies and killing the zombies. But I mean, for the casual viewer who was just watching yeah. it for yeah. to see zombies die, I mean, I think they they've been long gone. That's a good point. Uh, Walking Dead's uh, John Bernthal, who played Shane, has a new show on Showtime. It's called American Gigolo. I don't know if you guys uh, heard of Mega- American Gigolo. Um, so, uh, Is he playing a jerk oh. in that, too? Because he likes playing a jerk and everything. Am I right or wrong? <laughs> yeah. I, I kind of I noticed that's like yeah, his type. And Ford vs. Ferrari is kind of, eh, yeah. I Did he die in the comics? Shane? Yes. Shane died in the same way, exact way in the oh, comic okay. book, yeah. So this is written by and directed by Ray Donovan showrunner David Hollander. So it's a present-day reimagining of the 1980 Richard Gere film, um, if you remember that one, of uh, American Gigolo. Um, so Bernthal will star as Julian 18 years after he's been arrested for murder and struggling to find his footing in a modern-day L.A. sex industry. Wow. While seeking the truth about the setup that sent him to prison all those years ago, and hoping to reconnect with Michelle's one true love. So that's a plot of that. Um, so I guess no more Punisher. <laughs> no, they and Netflix canceled all their. Yeah, well, I thought properties. maybe Disney Plus would pick it up, and you I know had hope. But I guess if he's on something else, he can't do Punisher anymore. That's true. You, you can only really have one lead series role at a time due to the time commitment. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, no, they're not gonna. It's a shame because a lot of those Marvel yeah. series were good on Netflix. So, so does Richard Gere still have that? Still have that gerbil? Do you know? <laughs> yeah. Now, what a horrible like urban legend to start about somebody. And before, an way before of South the, Park about that, <laughs> way before yeah. the internet, you know, and that's right. like followed him his right. whole life. <laughs> like, I mean, that's a horrible thing. There's this. There's this guy that was in. He's like my, a father at sixty something too. Yeah, is he? He just had a baby. There's this guy that was in my um, kid was in my middle school, mm-hmm. and they called him Skippy because oh like somebody claimed that he put 
like peanut butter on his nuts and had his dog lick it off. Oh my god! <laughs> now this <laughs> and was they a, called him Skippy. Yeah. So <laughs> this was just like a horrible rumor, and I'm ninety nine point nine percent sure it never even happened. But somebody said they saw it. I think it was his brother, or whatever. I don't know if he's maybe met him or whatever. Wait, yeah. if it's his brother, I mean, chances are. Oh, if it's his brother, chances are he might have seen it. But I'm saying like that never that never happened. But this name stuck with him. His whole entire like school career, like high school, um, people oh, people still refer to him as Skippy. <laughs> you oh, know, man. I'm thinking like, what a horrible yeah. like urban legend to start about somebody. It's a horrible rumor yeah. that was stick to you, stick with you for life. It <laughs> happened to a couple people in high school. Yeah. Um, yeah. There was a guy that was called Mo- Joe Monoball. So, <laughs> so, so, so somebody apparently allegedly saw his medical records had one mass testicle. Oh. His medical records. <laughs> one, just one testicle, but one a big testicle. You said one big one. I don't know if it was big or small, oh. but just one. Oh, wow. And because of that, they called him Joe Monopoly. <laughs> <laughs> All throughout school. Yes. Oh, oh, yeah. oh man. <laughs> I think after a while, I would have just pulled it out. I'll be like, okay, look, I have, I have two balls. Let's stop this now. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Kids are so cruel. Oh in high my school, god, yeah, they're the worst. Uh, Ryan, <laughs> <laughs> Ryan Murphy has released a first um, poster, promotional poster for American Horror Story Season 10. Can you believe it's up to Season 10 already, guys? Yeah, I, actually, I do. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so Is Kathy it's, Bates in that every single season? I don't think she's in this one, but... Because she's Evan, in, like, most of the seasons. Your boy Evan Peters from Mare of East Oh, he's in a back. lot of that. Well, he's coming back, and... Um, Sarah Paulson's coming back, too, which okay. is great. They were not in the 1984, unfortunately. Um, but, um, so the, the photo is a pair of grimy hands resting on the banks of a, of a nasty looking beach that you would not want to visit. Mm. Um, the caption says things are beginning to wash up on shore. Mm. So still, you know, this, not too but, but, much but see, kind of like the walking dead thing. I think they've done it to death. Oh they've yeah. Done, they've done every single, they, 1984 was just like, hey, yeah, reimagined yeah. Reimagination of Friday the Thirteenth. I mean, that's all True. it was. Yes, yes, and that they took a lot of. Um, so it's like you've done everything you that, could possibly yeah. do. It's like you have for no themes. Room. Yeah, but they, have they done eh. stuff at the beach? <laughs> right? Have they? No, no, they haven't. <laughs> have they done outer space? No, not no, yet. See, so, all right. So all right. I think that they, he wants to do a side. <laughs> but that was the, that would be cool. Yeah. That was the death chain of Friday the Thirteenth. They took Jason into space. Yeah, Jason, um, Jason X was it? Yeah. Jason X. Yeah. Now. This show, this but show then again, the Leprechaun went to space too, right? Yeah, uh, American Horror Story. Like I still watch it. Like I still enjoy. Did it. Did you like 1984? I mean, I know the 80s, and like I mean, it wasn't. The you best. are the king of the 80s. It yeah. wasn't. I mean, it's like the writing isn't that good on these shows. No. Because they start off one way and they kind of just fall apart like throughout the show, and they they go too many different directions on the show. Like yeah, they. I mean, the writing early on was really good. Like you know, on Hotel, um, yeah, yeah, the they first, really yeah. went in so many directions. Like I didn't know which. Yeah, yeah. but early on with uh, Asylum and like um, mm-hmm. Murder House and all those, I thought were great. And even I think yeah. the first four even the witches were were, the were great. The Coven, Coven season Coven's was really fantastic. great. So the Apocalypse first three was good too, but then it, it went all over the place yeah. as well. Yeah, it, it, it seems yeah. like the writing is not really sharp in that show, and I. Mm. I and I watch it, and I enjoy it while I watch it, but I don't look forward to it, if that makes any sense. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. It just builds up on your DVR. Yeah. Or it, Q or whatever. Yeah, yeah. kind of like, kinda like um, Walking Dead. Like, I'll enjoy it while I watch it, but I'm not like, oh, Walking Dead's coming on, as yeah, I used to actually, be. Actually, this season, I, I, I have that. It's like, picked up. It's picked up yeah. this season. Yeah, I have that intensity, like I want to watch it. But, um, but yes, Kathy Bates actually will be back. Oh, You're sure. right, yeah. Good. As, uh, as I said, she's like on every season. Yep. So. Evan Peters, Leslie Grossman, Billy Lord. 
Um, Sarah Paulson. Ah, Billy Lord. Yeah, right? Um, that's Princess Leia's daughter there. Yeah. Adina Porter, Lily Rao. How was she in that um, spandex last season when she was doing the aerobics? Well, you know me. Yeah. I love my Emma Roberts. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she, I put her above yeah. Billy Lord. But, no, yeah, I love Billy Lord as well. Um, Finn Wittrock, Angelica Ross, and Macaulay Culkin just announced uh, last week uh, that he will join the cast as well. I bet he has, I I bet he has a small well, he role. He looks like a hard type of guy to begin with. Yeah. I mean, well, look at Macaulay Culkin now. Have you seen him recently? <laughs> he's kind of yeah. creepy looking. He actually loves WWE. Does he? Oh, does he? Yeah, he's a big wrestling fan. Oh, you think his role is going to be a small one on this um, season? No, I, think think it'll he's be, be, I think it'll be substantial. You think it'll be the think, whole season? I think he'll be the villain, actually. Mm. I think people are going to try to break into his house, and he's going to come up with elaborate traps to stop him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, on ABC, ooh, network TV, Andy Garcia has signed up for the main role of a uh, drama pilot called Rebel. Um, also, Katie Seagal from Married with Children and Sons of Anarchy. Uh, John Corbett. Um, Does she age? She still looks great. Yeah, because she's like, yeah. I mean, she looks the same as she did when she was on Married with Children years Dude, ago. Dude, I was watching um, Devil's Rejects in preparation for Mosley. Yeah. Sally's not calling in. Priscilla Barnes, is that the same Priscilla from freaking Three's Company? Oh, still is it the same one? fucking hot. And she's in like lingerie, like in a two-place lingerie. No way. When did that movie come out? 2005. Yeah. Hmm. It was, okay, granted, it was 15 years ago, but... But, but Three's Company was like still, 70s. So. I know. She, well, she 80s, was like, she was in the 80s. 80s. She was yeah. in the late... Yeah. Well, her season, she was like in the 80s, yeah. right? Um, but she... I couldn't believe how smoking she looked, man. I was like, wow. wow. Yeah. Try, check out Devil's Rejects, out. Out. man. Yeah. It's, it's good. It's good I'll check it out before we um, have him on the show in August. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Um, Aaron Richards, you remember her from Gotham, has been cast in one of the final three lead roles and the ABC pilot, The Brides. So this is based on The Brides of Dracula. Mm. So it'll be Gina Torres, Catherine Reese, Sophia Tatum, uh, Chris Mason, Goran Visnik, also starring in the pilot. So Who, Who's but, Dracula? Um, uh, you know what? I don't know which one's Dracula. Well, who would ever risk watching a show on network TV? Like a, a, a new series. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because like, would, yeah, right? would you ever? Yeah, would you ever? Unless it's SVU, unless it's episode. Or NCIS. Yeah. Yeah, as long as it's uh, procedural. Cause yeah, all or something related to the Big Bang Theory or something like that. Like, <laughs> yeah. But I mean, these other shows. This is us. They get canceled well. all the time. You're like, right. You're right. I don't know how it's going to do, quite frankly. Especially like something about like the 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 brides of uh, Dracula. Like, well, how's that going to last? This is why they're they're doing um, CBS All Access and um, the yeah. Pe- but then again, Peacock. it's going to get canceled and get right to Netflix. Yeah, <laughs> it kind could. Kind of like what was it, Lucifer? And Lucifer get canceled and get right to it the, did. Which is like what I hope books. happens to magicians. Knock on wood. That's a good show if you're not watching, guys. Good one. See, I miss it's an adult version of Harry Potter with sex and hot girls. See, it was good for. <laughs> I watched good. the it's first a couple show. seasons, but I got kind of got lost this season. You I, did, okay. That's fair. Because it's kind of all over the place this season. It, yes, it can get all over the place. I, I get it. Yeah, but it's still good. Um, so as you know, NBC is doing the online streaming too. They want to do. Yeah. They're calling it the Peacock Network. I know, John, oh, shaking your head. Yeah. <laughs> so the series actually does sound kind of cool. It's called Doctor Death. Um, it's added. Does it star Steve Williams from WWE? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I knew you were a wrestling reference. <laughs> Too soon. Uh, this is Us star Chris Sullivan. I guess he's leaving. Um, this is Us if he's going to be on the show. And oh man, Anna Sophia Robb. I remember her. She's smoking. She did like the prequel for Sex and the City on yep. CW. Who she's like hundred times hundred times hotter than Sarah Jessica Parker, but she played her younger self. It's crazy. She could still be ugly then. Well, no, she, I'm not gonna do that. Yeah, Sarah Jessica was, she's was not that ugly. No, Sarah I mean. Jessica was hot in um, Hocus Pocus. 
well, that's probably the hottest she was. Think I think that's the hottest she's looked. Okay. Yeah. All right. It's worth thinking. another look. <laughs> oh, Jamie Dornan from Fifty Shades is going to be a part of it. Alec Baldwin and Christian Slater. Wow, that's a crazy cast. Yeah. They're like all these big stars for these be streaming shows because. I guess they well, want, they the want to get people to see it. They want people to see oh, it. Well, they're throwing a lot of money at these um, streaming platforms. Exactly, yeah. Well, how much money did they throw at the morning show? Wasn't it like the highest paid set of stars or something? Well, I'll tell you what, oh, they dude, lost money on that. That was one of the biggest stars. That was biggest a huge stars, Yeah, because yeah. they, they paid a lot of money to them. And I watched them. Um, yeah. I watched the new uh, Amazing Stories on um, Oh, yeah. Was that any good? Apple TV. I, mean, I enjoyed it. I mean, it's like, I don't know if you remember yeah. the original from the 80s. It was. It was um, yeah, I do. A, Sp- a Steven Spielberg um, series. Yeah. And each episode was a standalone episode. They Is it had... worth the five bucks, the Apple TV? It was like Twilight Zone. Because I still have to watch yeah. my show, our show, actually, yeah. Crumpet. I'm only on the last oh, episode. Oh, sorry, Servant. Sorry, Servant is the... Uh, See, yeah. I'm only on actually. the very last episode, so it's like... I don't. <laughs> I, I have a free for a year, and, and this is the have first time I watched yet, it. Have you watched No, I've, it's the first show I watched okay. on there. You'll, you'll get to it. Servant's supposed to be pretty good, though. It's M. Night Shyamalan. Oh, Servant's supposed to be pretty good, though. You could just adjust it and bring okay, it Okay, yeah. Sorry. There you go. Okay. Um, but yeah, this Dr. Death, um, it's based on a podcast of the same name. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Do you, want, you need to change the name of your podcast. Tells a true story no, of Dr. Christopher Dunch, a rising star in the Dallas medical community who is building a flourishing neurosurgery practice, but patients entering his operating tomb... Operating room for complex but routine spinal surgeries were left were left permanently maimed or dead. Jesus. Ooh, Doctor Death sounds, indeed. Sounds like and a this is based on a podcast. Doc, yeah, Doctor Death indeed, man. That's crazy, right? Jeez. Whew. On NBC, there's uh, Seth Meyers has a new pilot, which is crazy because he's now hosting a talk show. So yeah. I don't know how he's gonna do. <laughs> but him and uh. Rachel Lynn, uh, pilot. Uh, maybe he's producing. Maybe he's behind the scenes then, I guess. Um, but it's called Crazy for You. Um, it revolves around Daisy, who, with her life stalling, re-enters the dating scene, only to discover while she's out of the game, the game sort of completely changes. But okay. don't they have the same thing, but with a guy called the Unicorn on I guess, CBS? Yeah. So it's like the same exact show, <laughs> yeah, this, but yeah. just a different person. <laughs> That's a good. That's pretty much the same as Unicorn, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, this is really just like the um, the golden age of TV now because, Dude, like, seriously, you remember man. like ten years ago, you couldn't even find work in Hollywood because like everything reality was, TV, reality was, TV, and is everything, what, and it's reflected on what our show. Yeah, on Below the Belt, we were talking about reality TV because everyone was talking about reality television, and it was before Netflix arrived, yeah. it was before yeah. all the streaming platforms yeah. arrived, and I think people were talking about premium cable, but it wasn't enough, you know. I now, mean, they, they put more money into shows yeah, now than they ever have like yep. i mean and because reality tv was almost no money yep absolutely if you if you didn't catch uh, saturday Night live elizabeth warren now that she's out of the running for the democratic uh candidate <laughs> made an appearance on saturday night live as herself hmm. um of course james bond himself daniel craig hosted that episode i'm glad i missed that and you mentioned reality <laughs> tv chachi um more drama with the season finale of the bachelor i watched that yeah <laughs> you're yeah. a bachelor fan i knew it um all right I am a closeted Bachelor fan. I'm sorry. You watched it too. I've yeah, never watched it in oh, my I, life. Why don't you tell me? We've been talking about this all season. <laughs> well, you're calling like Handmaid's Tale gay. Then you probably say that I'm what well, I'm this, gay. Well, this, no, this is definitely gay. This, this show. <laughs> this is definitely. That's why I'm a closet fan uh, of that yeah, show. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to talk. I'll talk I've never seen a single episode <laughs> of The Bachelor. Dude, did those final two girls look a lot alike? Or, or they look like the, they're 
beautiful, petite, brunette girls with blue eyes, and they look very identical, except one's a virgin. The other one's not. Well, how so do you know that one really is? Okay, one's a little taller, fine, but they have similar facial features and everything. Mm-hmm. Anyways, so Peter, it's crazy because Peter proposed to Hannah Ann, and Hannah Ann was the one that the mother and the family loved. Oh, you think so? Well, how can you tell? Well, based on what the mother said, because <laughs> the mother was crying about her when she he was be- crying. She's like, "Bring her home to us. Bring, Bring her, her home." <laughs> In a weird way, which yeah, is so she was odd. Bustling up crying, <laughs> you know, after after the hometown visits. Right, exactly after the hometown visits, and then he has a change of heart. And says his heart is still with Madison, and then they bring Madison back. Well, Madison, okay, okay, Madison left him. Madison left because, him because, because I'm completely lost because I'm not seeing any of this. <laughs> We're doing girl talk now, okay? <laughs> Keep quiet. Why us ladies talk about the Bachelor? Madison is a virgin, and and she um, uh-huh. she didn't want uh, Peter to have sex on the fantasy suites. Right. So she found out that he did. And she couldn't get over it, you know, right. because she didn't like want to continue. They were down to the final two, and like you know, she, or, or the final three, or whatever. And she's like, you can't like, she didn't want to be with them and propose and, and you know, get engaged like and she know, a week after they had sex, exactly. right? And I understand her reasoning, and it makes sense, right, right. So, but so, yet the dude was still in love with her. This is a guy that bangs a lot of the bachelorettes. And the last season <laughs> when he was one of the bachelors, and there was a bachelorette, Hannah B, right? Had to be, yeah. He fucked her in a windmill four times, right. and it was like people were talking about him fucking girls and like there's guys we loves fucking fucking women. <laughs> yeah, well, he loves who doesn't? <laughs> <laughs> but he's very public about it too. Right. Yeah. And that's a different, I guess, because like yeah, I fucked this girl four four times in a windmill. Yeah. Um, but for some reason he he must be uh, without being intimate with Madison, fell in love with her. No, I think okay, um, watching this guy throughout the season, I think he wants what he can't have. I think that's his problem. Like, wow. who was that girl? Who was that girl that was from Virginia Beach who was all crazy and and like they kept them fighting the whole time. He kept them going back to her and trying to reassure yeah, her and stuff. I don't remember the name. But yeah, yeah, whatever her name was, and because I saw like a lot of the same spots that I've been to at Virginia Beach. But and, nice. And the one, the one um, girl he ran into there, like said that like she was breaking up um, girls and their boyfriends and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And so like um, mm-hmm. he kept her around way too long and kept on trying to like. Um, you know, comfort her and like get her to stay because he wants what he can't have. So when this one, when when the Madison left, the virgin, he wanted her. You know, so he had this piece of ass Hannah B. I mean, I mean not Hannah B. Hannah Anna. You know, who his parents loved and everything, and then he like screwed it over. He proposed to her, and she said yes, and like you know, and they're all happy. But then he like broke it off like shortly after. Wow, he's got problems then. He yeah, he's insane. But did you watch the whole? Yeah, the after the final yeah. and everything. And like, supposedly now him and Madison are trying to work things day by day. And the parents hate her. The, the parents hate Madison. So Madison apparently was rude to the mother. Yeah. Uh, didn't apologize for showing up like, like three, three hours, hours late. late. Yeah. And just they didn't get along. And I guess, you know, parents like to be associated with, you know, their, their sons and daughters relationship. But they were vocal because like the whole time that yeah. he was like... When Peter was talking about her, the mom's like rolling, rolling her eyes and stuff on camera. <laughs> right, right. You know, when they're watching, they're watching the footage right, and stuff like right. that. So she was like, really team Hannah Anna and like anti. His little brother was like, dude, you realize you're not going to have sex with her until you're married. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, trying to, and this guy loves to have sex with women. So it's like, all right, you're going to go for the virgin. Yeah. And, and like the I'm whole. I'm so glad I've never watched this show. Yeah. And the whole. <laughs> and, and, and the parents are like telling him, like, 
you know, because she's all in, she's all religious and stuff. And it's like, well, you know, you yeah. want to go out and party or whatever, but then she was going to have you go into the church. You have different lifestyles and stuff. I mean, they were really yeah, very like, different lifestyles. His yeah. mom said that that Peter is a partier. He likes the yeah, party. Yeah, he likes the party. Yeah. <laughs> You know. Which is I'm guilty of too. Yeah, yeah at least yeah. that was uh, a, year, a few years ago. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but not as much anymore. It's more like when in Rome kind of thing. But uh, this show, <laughs> but, uh, this show for me is like it's fun in the beginning. We get to see all the hot girls and see who you like or whatever. Mindless. And then the middle is like fun. real. The, the middle I get real bored with. It, it's, it's a fun show towards you can the watch end. while you're on your phone. Do you know? Oh, you can 100%. Watch. Yeah. 100%. Like, I, like Game of Thrones, you cannot watch no. and be on your phone. You could like be on a computer. You can be on your phone and watch a bachelor. You can you do anything. Exactly yeah, you can you can like build a house while the show's on. Like, you don't need to pay attention to it at all. <laughs> like, it, I it, think it's just mindless. It's mindless fun. entertainment. It yeah. is. Yeah. And there's a lot of hot girls, so that's yeah. always good. Um, and I always love when they have some kind of like um, group date when they're all like in yoga pants and stuff. Like they oh, always, yeah. which they have like every season. Like they'll do like <laughs> football or something. And they so what do you why think? don't you just watch football with cheerleaders? <laughs> you don't see the cheerleaders that long. They don't, in football. Foc- they don't yeah. focus them as much. So what do you think about the new Bachelor Reddit? They're going a little older this time. I'm going with Claire Crawley, who was um, on the season with Juan Pablo and all like the other spinoffs or whatever. Yeah. And she's gonna be a bachelorette. She's a hairdresser, and they're they're going for a slightly older bachelorette this time. So I don't really watch it. Ba- I watch. I think I watched the Bachelorette one time. Okay. But I enjoy watching the girls more than watching like a bunch of dudes. Because of the drama girl- too. The drama of the girls is fun to watch. Yeah. Like sometimes like one of the guys, some of the guys are funny sometimes, but like the one guy that we tried to have on the show before. It's so funny you mentioned that because he's mm-hmm. next on my uh, list. Oh, is he really? Chad yeah. Johnson. I'm always like leading you into a different story. You are. Is it the Chad Johnson with the silver teeth that? No, no. Football this, guy? This is the Chad Johnson that was, I mean, he was a character Not on the season. No, no. But now he's 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 been arrested. Um, I don't know if you knew about this. Chad no. So, um, so apparently he was arrested for robbery and domestic violence. No way. Last Monday, yeah. Violence, really? The Bachelorette <laughs> alum was arrested in L.A. Um, and uh, the rest took place following alleged arguments between him and his girlfriend, Annalise Mishler. Uh, so apparently a neighbor called the police after claiming to hear an alleged altercation involving a man pounding on a door and screaming profanities. And I could see Chad doing that. Obviously. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, apparently the, the legal team con- uh, claimed Mishler tried to call the police, but was unsuccessful. And Johnson allegedly grabbed and threw her phone. Um, she was apparently she uh, Mishler came to Johnson sort of backhanded her right eye, too. Ooh. Damn. Oh, damn. Um, yeah, he's he. He's a loose cannon. Yeah, he like got into a, a really bunch of fights with people on the yeah. show, a bunch of guys. Yeah, he's and, a like, loose cannon. He was on like the um, Bachelor in Paradise, and like mm-hmm. he got into it with this one girl that had like one arm, and caught he her. He fought a girl with one arm. No, he didn't fight her. He 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 got into an argument with her and caught her uh, a one arm bitch. <laughs> like <laughs> on the show, that's like she, she had a missing limb, yeah. dude. And that's kind of fucked up, dude. It, 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 definitely, because no one, she had one arm, and no one was mentioning it the whole entire time. And then he calls her a one arm bitch. Like it was horrible. But was you, like, you have you laugh, don't lie. Uh, I, I have a horrible sense of humor. Yeah, you do have the worst. But sense. but <laughs> yeah, this I mean this guy was entertaining to to say the least. Yeah. But um. So yes, this, uh, city again, I've never seen any of these <laughs> shows, so I have no clue whatever happened. Chad has been charged with one count of corporal injury. One count of assault bat- and battery, one, uh, one count of witness intimidation, and one count of trespassing, and two counts of vandalism. Holy shit, dude. Dude is a loose cannon. I mean, he made the show. He was kind of like that douchebag guy that was always like working out, flexing. He, like, like, yeah, you like to eat meat. 
you know, and this is kind of like a big meathead, but he was, he had some funny moments, and he... Kind of like me, no, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but he was a very, he antagonized a lot of people on the show. He was kind of a jerk, you know. Uh, <laughs> but anyways, that's reality television, dude, and, uh, you know, um, maybe it's uh, a few minutes, we'll take a classic cut break before our now first guest to call in. Um... If you ever wanted to see Billie Eilish with uh, her bras, you know, she only wears, like, loose-fitting clothing. Yeah. The thing is, I don't so, know if I feel right about that, because isn't she she's still, only, like, 16 years she's old? Actually, she's 18, 18 now. 18. now. Is she 18 now? Yeah. So I guess it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> when she was 16, it's like, ah, I feel kind of guilty. Well, but when she's 18, it's like, yeah, I guess it's okay. So at one of her shows, she has a con- she has a, she's on tour right now. She appeared in a video interlude. She addressed her experiences with body shaming. She said that the body was born with... It is not what you wanted. And then she said, if I wear what is comfortable, I'm not a woman. If I shed layers, I am called a slut. And she just starts undressing hmm. during her performance, and she is just wearing a bra. Let me yeah. see. Do you have pictures? <laughs> well, I'm, not, you know, she's, I'm not laughing. She, she's known for mostly wearing baggy clothing. Right. Yeah. Um, Do you have any pictures? Uh, it's online, yeah. You can hmm. Google it. Um, see, I kind of think of her as like a, a goth type of chick. She actually um, she has really big tits. Does she? Yeah, she does. And I think she usually where you don't really notice it because she wears all this loose, baggy clothing, mm-hmm. which is her signature. You yeah. know, that's what she does. But uh, what? Well, uh, did you Google it? Yet? No, I haven't. I haven't. <laughs> I want to Google it now. But the, I bet with her, I bet you're going to see this happen. She's going to dress like this for a while, and then you're uh-huh. going to see her come out with a new album, and she's going to go the whole sexy route. Just like she um, can go with the Miley Cyrus, like how M- Miley went from Disney to like provocative. Yeah, or like um, even like Lady Gaga found... went from dressing weird to dressing kind of sexy. Isn't and stuff. me? Even when Miley Maybe. tried to be sexy, I just never thought she was that sexy. She was no, she was like dirty sexy. She was dirty. Yeah, yeah. she was naughty. Yeah. That, cannonball, <laughs> that cannonball video, holy fuck, that's hot. that was hot. I'm sorry. So you she was more it? like Courtney Love type <laughs> of. Yeah, well, I thought I I didn't think I never found Courtney Love too attractive actually. But my, the, I mean, Courtney the, Love, you said? Yeah, Courtney Love is who you said, right? Yeah, she was. Yeah, she was. She was dirty hot. Like, yeah, you thought she was dirty for, hot for like when she did whole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> doll parts. Yeah, doll parts. Exactly. Um, <laughs> That's a good song too. Doll parts is a great yeah. song, dude. I love that song. Um, so the next thing we'll get to our uh, guest calling in, but uh, breaking news on Harvey Weinstein, guys. That's right. He's guilty. S- guilty, um, and he'll be and sentenced to twenty-three years in prison. Guys. Wow. He got that. He got that much. Twenty-three years. But you know what? He's sixty-seven. He'll be out at eighty years old, guys. I mean, I know what he did was wrong, but you no, know, no more than that. Wait, twenty. Sixty-seven. Uh, yeah, he'll be out like. Oh, is that ninety? Seventy-seven, eighty-seven, ninety-two, or ninety. Oh yeah. my God! Wow! Holy shit, dude! That's crazy. I mean, he probably won't do a lot of time, but I mean, he'll be there a he large won't, he won't chunk do, of his life. Yeah, yeah. He he'll won't probably do. do that he'll probably do like ten years. I bet. You think he'll do ten years? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yes. Um, sentence of twenty-three years behind bars. Um, um, yeah, for predatory sexual behavior by dozens of women in the last uh, dozens of women in the last three years. Um, he was hit with a 20-year term for his criminal sex act conviction, and and uh, three more for years of uh, three more years for rape. And he ordered the judge ordered uh, the sentences sentences to run consecutively. 
He faced a 29-year maximum sentence. He will have to register as a sex offender. Um, yeah, so apparently they revealed a lot of secrets during this uh, during his trial. I don't know if you heard about this. He apparently uh, sent an email about Jennifer Aniston saying that she should be killed. Um, Damn. According to newly he, he unsealed that, documents. That yeah. Apparently Aniston had some ammunition apparently against him. So apparently the accusations... Uh, that the National Enquirer launched at him were not true in regards to Jennifer. He did not harass or assault her. Um, also, he apparently reached out to like bi- his billionaire former friends like Jeff Bezos of Amazon. Is he going to get wrapped <laughs> up in this now? Too? I know. I get. Supposedly, he reached out to him to, to, to try to, to do what he But he lost he half could. his fortune, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, to his wife, yeah. But he's still like the richest man in America after losing half. It's crazy. Yeah, like... Um, but imagine being Harvey Weinstein and having everything being. A but the, but the thing is, uh, yeah. I wonder if I mean I know he did some bad stuff, but I wonder if some of it is actually women trying to get roles by doing. Oh, absolutely, stuff. 100%. absolutely, some of them yeah. are. But there's a lot of them that have been raped, yeah. and, and some yeah. of them have been kind of blackmailed. Like mm-hmm. if you don't suck my dick, I'm going. You're not yeah. going to be in this film. Things like that. Mm-hmm. He would do like really deplorable things like that. Yeah, I'm always the sad curious. Thing is, I think that's how Hollywood used to be back in the 50s, 60s. He was and 70s. comfortable doing it then, and I think he, he but brought I mean, it I, to the I, Me honestly, Too era. Honestly, I think back in the 50s, 60s, and 70s, from what I heard, like yeah. that kind of stuff happened with Marilyn Monroe and all yeah. those type of. Well, people, I mean, everybody knew about it, and this is the, yeah. what's so funny. People act like they're all like shocked. Yeah. Everybody knew. People used to joke about the casting couch like forever. Right. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was in cartoons. I mean, it was like. The problem with him is he also raped women. Yeah. Yeah. In addition to using the casting couch. Yeah, see. That's, now, how to say, that's how to say he raped them? Was it like, did he drug them or was it like. I don't think he drugged force? them. I think it might have been force or blackmail. Yeah. Oh. There's like, if you blackmail someone by rape, that's almost the same thing. Really? Yeah. Wow. Didn't Bill Cosby do some of that too? He used he drugs. Them, yeah. Yeah. He, he used, used drugs, but he also blackmailed some too, I think. I mean, but. Like him and Cosby, I mean, imagine having everything in life and it being taken I mean, away. Harvey Weinstein, I don't know if he was as loved as Bill Cosby was, but he was definitely like respected in the industry. Yeah, he and, was. Like, he was at all the major know, award shows. Had like a, a ton know, of power. Threw all, he threw all the major parties. And yeah, all that uh, stuff, I think man. he loved. Did he lose his SAG card? Did they ban him? I think <laughs> yeah, so, I think so. Yeah, yeah sure, I don't think yeah. he's gonna have a career anymore, man. And at sixty-seven, you yeah. know, yeah, he's done, man. I mean, but, and, and then you end up in prison. I mean, that's gotta like. I mean, how how do you recover from that? How how can you not kill yourself at that point? Like, dude, it depends on what kind of prison. So, I remember the the guy that we know that committed fraud. He was in like a prison that was on Orange is New Black. It wasn't like maximum confinement. Right. Yeah. He was free to walk around and maybe like bunk beds and things like yeah. that. Um. So those conditions. But if you're in solitary confinement, I think those are just for mass murderers and yeah. things. Yeah. Yeah. It, it it could get really. Well, I'm sure he's probably in some cushy jail where he play golf and. Whatever you know what I mean. Maybe, yeah, but I don't know. But still, it's, it's still not it's still not being the head of Hollywood. <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? It's still exactly. not traveling the world. Well, I mean, how much money absolutely. did he lose? He must have lost a fortune. Could you imagine? So I think this is a good time to take a classic cut break. Um, so here we go. Where my dogs at? It is time for King Chachi's classic cuts. Holla at your boy. Chachi. Man, you have your classic cuts. Chachi. Yeah, he yeah, does. That's right. He does have his own <laughs> classic cut. Talking over my theme? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> All right, Chachi's back once again for Chachi's classic cut. 
Uh, we have an interview coming up um, in the next segment. Yeah, we'll talk with about the that. Um, publicist of um, Corey Feldman. That's right. So um, Sammy Robin. So I actually watched the documentary um, yesterday. You spent your hard-earned money on that, didn't you? I didn't spend it. Huh? I didn't spend my money. No. How? You share a password? No, I'll tell you later. Oh man. I watched it over a friend's house. Damn. Okay. Cool. But um, <laughs> even better. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, you know, this was all about Corey Haim and, and Corey Feldman, and they, they were in a bunch of movies throughout the years, um, known as the two Corys, so I had to pick a song from one of their movies, and this is one of their, um, you know, pretty popular ones, Dream a Little Dream. Nice. And um, this is um, Rock On by Michael Damien. And weird tie-in, we were supposed to have Bill Mosley on, this song is featured... In the soundtrack of The Devil's Rejects. Which is crazy, huh? Which is co- crazy co- uh, coincidence. Unfortunately, Bill's not on our show this right. tonight. But here we go. This is uh, the cut. Uh, rock on. Rock on. Rock on. See you soon. Songs available only on live broadcasts on WMBC and BelowTheBeltShow.com. All right, guys. Yes, we welcome to Below the Belt, publicist extraordinaire, originally from Baltimore, Maryland, yeah. now in sunny Los Angeles, California. And former guest co-host many yeah, times. Yeah, she was a guest co-host at least three, four times on yeah. the show, right? Anyway, she's here uh, to talk about a very important topic in the pop culture entertainment, and that's... The Corey Feldman uh, situation with his documentary that just uh, premiered uh, this week. And we have her on the line right now. The one and only Sammy Roranch. What's up, Sammy? Hi. Hi, guys. How are you? Thanks for having me. Good to have you on Below the Belt. Of course, Chachi McFly's in studio as well. As my other uh, co-host, uh, Darth Wallace, Paul Darth Wallace, and how I am a Sith Lord. <laughs> well, hello. Hi. <laughs> so, um, Chachi, you watched you watched a documentary. I did. I did. Uh, I read about it. Um, I am shocked about some of the uh, names that were dropped. Obviously, the biggest one being Charlie Sheen. Um, the the um, allegations uh, that. Charlie Sheen had uh, molested, uh, sexually assaulted Corey Haim when That's during crazy. their Lucas uh, yeah. filming days, which is so shocking because I know Charlie Sheen is this, we all know him as this womanizer, like vampire blood, tiger DNA, dating porn stars, and he's HIV positive, isn't he? Yeah, he is now. Yeah. From, from, from yeah, crazy, having yeah. sex with multiple women. So that, that one came as 
as a big surprise, you know, I'd say, um, out of all the names that were released in the documentary. You know, it's it's been rumored for a while. Um, there was a National Enquirer story. Um, Dominic Brescia, who's the other individual who, um, you know, I mean, Judy Haim confirmed and, and that he molested Corey Haim, and he said that Charlie Sheen did. Um, wow. So there's been rumors of this for a while, and, um, you know, for anyone that does go deep online, um, actually is being reposted today, Denise Richards, in, in one of her reports, um, alleged that she saw him looking at pictures of child pornography, specifically of, of young boys. Oh, wow. Um, there's also oh, an interview awful. with Lenny Dykstra, the baseball player with a Hollywood reporter. That's an interesting read. So, um, mm. so you know, I mean, there's, there's research online that, if you look, supports a lot of the things that were said in the documentary. Again, it's all, you know, alleged. Corey Haynes not here, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. um, but obviously I believe Corey Feldman, and that's why I'm part of it. Now, you were very close to um, Corey Haim back when he was alive. Um, did he confine in you any of this kind of information? You know, it's, it's hard to say that we were very close. We dated for a few months, and it definitely, I have no doubt in my mind that our time together meant a lot more to me than it did to him. Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, in the documentary, because I am in it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's why I wanted you on. Where we were, you know, he was at my house, and we were going through my DVDs back before On Demand was even really a thing, um, and we were going through my DVDs, and he saw Lucas, and he had, like, a very negative, um, adverse reaction to it. Oh, wow. Which, at the time, oh, you know, you never know, you know, why people don't like watching their movies or what they experience, so I didn't think too much of it. It just kind of saddened me, like, oh, he doesn't like this film that I love so much for whatever reason. Um he confided to me that he had been sexually abused. It was right around the time of the two quarries when they said that on the two quarries that they had both been abused. <sighs> um, but the main thing that he confided in me about and that I've said all along, and this was when he and Feldman were not speaking when they were in a big fight, and it was a year before he died, um, was that he loved Corey Feldman and that he would always love him, that they were brothers and bonded together forever because of what they had been through. And so when I started hearing reports that they weren't friends and that Corey Haim didn't even like him, um, mm. that was the opposite of what he told me to my face. Mm. So, and I was so happy to see that they reconciled before he died. Um, well, that's good. They... You know, the last, there's like an interview, one of his last interviews where they're out together in Hollywood. And, oh, that's cool. you know, thank God for that, because I don't think that Feldman would have ever recovered had they not had those last moments together where they were back. You know, yeah. I mean, they always knew that they would, but what if they had it? You know? yeah. Right, that would have been horrible. And it happened like shortly after the, the season of uh, Mike Two Corey's. Um, Aired, right? Not too long after that, right? Where, uh, yeah. Jeez. Talk about the timing of that. It's just really yeah, crazy. Yeah, it's and what's crazy. weird is like, so I remember first Googling this, um, 
when I, I was trying to figure out like who might have um, molested Corey Haim. And I remember seeing like on different message boards, some people bringing up Charlie Sheen. And this was before the um, this was even before the Inquirer article about Charlie oh, wow. Sheen. So like I'm thinking the rumors had to be out in Hollywood for a long time that that this happened. Um, so why do you think like even even now after this documentary, I see some articles about um, Charlie Sheen. Some people some people attacking him on social media, but like I still don't see like the really the big um, outcry in the same way where if an actress would say like um, somebody in Hollywood raped her or whatever, a famous star raped her, that you'd see a lot more like like viciousness, a lot more of the media like picking up on it and talking about it. Why do you think it seems like like, Har- like Harvey Weinstein? Yeah, like Harvey Weinstein. Well, actually, a better uh, example is like Kevin Spacey. Oh, like what happened to the Kevin Spacey thing? Sorry to interrupt, but I think it's similar to Harvey Weinstein and the fact that there have been rumors about Harvey Weinstein for years and years and right. years, and no one did anything about it right. because they were scared for their careers yeah. or there was money involved, there was power. I think that often the case with a lot of these stories in Hollywood, um, and it took a lot of people coming forward for the, someone to finally be like, okay, because um, again, there were there were rumors for years and years, and it, it took that long. You know, there were so many people who had heard the rumors who were just kind of like, oh, well, that's good to know, or um, I'll watch out for him, or but no one really stepped up and did anything for a long time. Right. Um, you know, this just came out, and I'm, I'm not. I definitely don't hope that there are a lot of more victims. You know, I don't want anyone to be a victim, but I do hope that if there are, right, that this bravery, you know, with Corey opening this, this, you know, with yep. Corey Feldman saying what he knows, and other people in the documentary say, or not what they know, what they heard, what they believe. Um, you know, we can't say anything factual. It's hard to do yeah. that um, again. But but with them saying what they heard, um, that if there are other victims, that maybe this will give them courage to come forward. Um, so I mean, you're you're really close to um, Corey Feldman. Yeah. Um, How's how's he feeling now that this is finally out there? I mean, does he feel relieved? Does he feel any kind of closure? You know, uh, admitting you know now what happened to like, one of his dearest friends. I know that you know the whole process of making this documentary was, I think, in a way therapeutic for a lot of people, myself included, um, because in it this wasn't shown, and it's not about me, but I'm a survivor as well. And oh, wow. so for a lot of people to kind of get things off their chest that they've been holding in for such a long time that they were scared to say and admit um, is absolutely a relief. I think it's, you know, it's just happened and we're still experiencing, you know, I'm sure you heard that there were a lot of issues with the streaming service. A lot of people that bought tickets, it was it was the first night yes. packed. Um and that was confirmed by the service that it was hacked. It was hacked. Um, so you think you think it was somebody that um, tried to do like a denial of service or some kind of attack to keep people from like seeing the truth? That seems. I mean, that's what I would guess. Yeah. Guess Any guess as to who? Have been harassing. <clears throat> do you have a guess as to who might have? I mean, the concern right now is you know Corey still feels bad that there are people that bought tickets that haven't been able to see it. We're still trying to resolve that. We're still all 
you know, the, the actual, the, the DGA, the screening, when this happened, it was such a stressful night. You know, it wasn't, we thought we'd be able to sit down and kind of the film would start, kind of breathe a sigh of relief. We'd go to the rainbow room after and not, you know, celebrate is not the right word to use, but just kind of be right. with everybody who was part of it, who came to support. And when this happened, there was just such a feeling of like defeat and they're winning and shock silence in the theater. Corey didn't know if he even wanted to show it to the 600 people who showed up. There were press, there were celebrities, industry people, co-stars that had shown up for this and we didn't know what to do. And it was Rosanna Arquette who stood up when none of us, when we were all just shocked. And she was like, you can't be silent. You have to show this. You, ha- you know, you can't let them win. And that's just like her... I mean, she is a soldier and a warrior, and, and she, I think, gave us a lot of strength when we needed it, and the show went on that night, and we worked very hard yesterday with the streaming service to put it on a 24-hour loop today to, you know, help people see it. That So we're still dealing with that and wanting to make people who bought tickets not feel frustrated and be able to see that. So, yeah, it had to be stressful because um, I was trying to watch it. I don't think it's fully come yet, but... Hopefully it's coming. Yeah, it is it's definitely stressful. Cause I was trying to watch it the first night and and couldn't log on. And then you know, and you see everybody in the in the comments of like you know, social media, this like, mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of them bashing Corey or whatever, yeah, which had to be initially disheartening. People, yeah, people were thinking yeah. it was a scam. Right, and, you know, right. Like and so I really felt bad yeah. for um for Corey having to deal with all this. You know, especially on such a big night. You know, and then this is mm-hmm. has been like you know. Pretty much kind of kind of like a lifetime, you know, work right here of like exposing this, and then dealing with, um, you know, getting turned on by people, you know, due to this attack. I mean, it's crazy, and there's so many people that just don't understand what it took. You know, people are like, "Why didn't you just put it on YouTube? Why didn't you just, you know, we?" He couldn't find a distributor. People were scared to break it or didn't want to for whatever reason. So he literally paid for the bandwidth of the streaming. Oh, wow. service so that people could oh, see it and the streaming service assured us that the site wouldn't crash we did it that many times so we did think of having you try to think of what could go wrong but he also i mean he paid a million dollars to have this insured oh, um you know there's there was a lot of legal and so many things that went into this mm. um you know again it was always easy Easy, you know, for Corey Feldman to name his abusers to say what happened to him, but to talk about what happened to someone else and someone who's not here, um, and especially, you know, to show what was shown about Corey Haim's mom, it was very important that there was as much, you know, support that could be found to, to go along with this. You know, at the end of the day, you know, people can watch and make up their own minds. That's what we want. We want a discussion because we can't say for certain that any of this happened. All we can do is present the information that's had and to the best that we can. I think that the director, Brian Herzlinger, does such an amazing job. Oh, definitely. And it wasn't, I mean, it wasn't just, um, you know, wasn't just Charlie Sheen. I mean, there was like a, um, a a lot of abuse going on around that time to to both Haim and Feldman. You know, and, and mm-hmm. Feldman really detailed about him getting drugged and like um, yeah. and raped by um, his um, 
was it kind of like a handler, like a child handler? Yeah, so there was John Grissom, who was who was like a, a handler. Then there was the you know Alfie Hoffman and right. the Soda Pop Club. Yeah, and then mm. um, I mean you know and and Corey Feldman did introduce Corey Haim to Dominic Brescia, and that's something that he feels guilty about. But at the same time, he was fourteen years old, also being abused. So wow. Yes, wow. but there that's was crazy. a lot of abuse that was going on and. As we saw from Ricky Garcia's brave interview, it's still going on. Now I was curious. If, now you mentioned the you know, the issues with the paper, uh, the screaming. Uh, has 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 the documentary been shopped to like major networks? I know a lot of documentaries have done really well on on some of those networks, including like Netflix or um, HBO. Obviously, right. HBO did the Finding Neverland um, documentary. And could this also be an alternative um, now that, you know, there's a lot of buzz for this documentary? Could we see it on another right. platform? Right. So, I mean, this is, you know, Corey has said this in interviews. He did go to Netflix, and they said that they did not want to be the ones to break it, that perhaps after it broke, they could take it in the secondary thing. So, Corey's been public about that. I don't know how, how much they like that, but that's what happened with that. Um Lifetime and A&E was another one that we went to, and they, you know, A&E did the two quarries, Lifetime did the Lifetime movie, Mm -hmm. so it seems, and they did R. Kelly, so it seems like that would be the perfect fit, you know, they'd they'd continue with the chapter. Um, They had said they felt it was too much like everything they had done before, Um, so there was some of that, you know, shopping it around and trying, and it, it didn't work out. Okay. Um, certainly now that it is broken and that people have seen it, you know, we don't know what next steps are, but, you know, I mean, we want people to be able to see it and for the conversations to continue. So right. certainly a possibility for the future. And how's, how's Corey feeling about like, I, I know that, um, in recent, recent years, he's, you know, beat up his security around him. Like I, I know he had that. Incident where he was um, stabbed, stabbed by a needle, right? Yeah, yeah. Jeez. Like, how's he how's he doing with that? Like, That's I mean, messed it, up, dude. Has he had any more other like um, close calls or any kind of like harassment or anything? Yeah. So a few days leading up to the, the documentary, um, this it's all so crazy that if I didn't live it, I wouldn't believe it. But there was a group of these people that called themselves the Wolf Pack because it was led by this man named. Bobby Wolf and just a group of these people who made these YouTube videos and all these horrible posts online. They made fake accounts. They were harassing Corey. They were, you know, I mean, some of the posts are shown in the documentary, but things they were saying were so horrible. There were death threats saying the wrong Corey died. Oh, um, God. Oh, and Judy Hayes yeah, knows awful. these people. She was in chat rooms with these people. She was asking some of them to make videos. Um, but anyway, they, they basically spent a very long time and still continue to um, try to discredit Corey and, and do whatever they can to... I mean, they were calling, you know, I say this in the film, they were calling social services to have a son taken away. They were harassing Child USA, the nonprofit organization that he's national ambassador for. Wow. Um, so um, a few days ago, there was um, a, a poster dropped off on Corey's doorstep at his home that said Wolfpack on it. 
Damn, that's scary. Members of the Wolf Pack were bragging on Twitter that they were going to try to hack it. We don't have proof that it was them, but they would at least like to take credit for it. Wow. And why do they say against Corey Feldman? Just for trying to release this information? Well, I mean, you know, Judy Haim has has been very much against having this put out. She's always denied that Carly Sheen had anything to do with molesting her son. Um, These people are Corey Haim fans. They talk to Judy, and they believe her. Oh, God. Wow. Um, you know, and, and don't, you know, and, and when I first started with Corey Feldman, I said to him because he told me from the from the day that we started working together, um, and he knew about my relationship with Corey Haim, but he told me this like pretty much from the day that we started working together that this is what he was told, and um, it's been eating him, you know, eating away at him what to do with this information for a long time. Um, and at first I said, I said, this isn't your story to tell. Judy Haim is a mother who lost her son, and we have to respect that. Um, that's, like, the worst thing that I can imagine happening to a mother or a father. Um, so for a while he was just doing his music and touring, and um, when we saw these chat rooms and, and Judy Haim talking to these people about making these videos and and discrediting him, it it really changed the way that I viewed her. It took a while for me to believe that she would have anything to do with that to someone, you know, her son was friends with for so long, who had been abused, who looked at her as a mother figure. It was just really hard to wrap my head around until I saw with my own eyes these chats and these screenshots. Um, Wow. But then when, when Me Too, when the Me Too movement happened, and all of a sudden, all of these people were saying, because Corey Feldman has been saying what happened to him for a very long time. He told the police, right. you can see the interview where Barbara mm-hmm. Walters shut him down. He's been saying this for a long time, and no one's been listening. Yeah, he said it during the, the Michael Me Jackson investigation. Happened, wait, I'm sorry. What? He said it during the Michael Jackson investigation. He told him like... Because they wanted to try to, to like say, or try to find out if Michael Jackson molested um, Corey Feldman. Right. Corey right. said no, well, but Jackson didn't do this to me, but he did do this to me. And they totally ignored and that. They did not care. Right, I mean, it's, it's insane. It. I mean, he said it to other people. He's got. He's still work trying to get the LAPD to do something. And then, like I said, there's that interview with Barbara Walters where she completely shut him, shuts him down. Right. No one listens. And then when Me Too happened, all of a sudden people started saying, well, maybe maybe what we should listen to Corey Feldman. Maybe what he's been saying does have some validity to it. Um, and when that happened and people started asking and wanting to listen, um, it seems like it was, you know, I mean, Corey Feldman has always stood behind that he made this promise to Corey Haim that he was going to tell his story if Corey Haim died. And he didn't really think that Corey Haim was going to die. He hoped Corey Haim would be able to tell his own story. Um, but, you know, it just seems like when all of this happens with Me Too, that if there was ever a time for him to do it, it was now. This is when he had to do it. Uh, can, can I get a little more, I guess, uh, information on, I guess, maybe what 
Corey has said in the media, but also maybe you on a personal level about his relationship with Michael Jackson? He's only ever said to me that um, Michael Jackson was respectful and gentle and um, could relate to him. Um, You know, they could relate to each other. He, you know, he had... Corey Feldman had horrible parents who abused him, who were mean to him, um, and and Michael Jackson was so famous, had been through so much. You know, he actually thought of like you know when when things got crazy with his family, and he would go to Michael Jackson's. It's almost where he felt a sense of normalcy because um, he just felt like Michael Jackson got him, and and so. Um, that's, you know, that's all he said. He never experienced anything. He never witnessed anything. Mm-hmm. He stands by that. Um, and, and he but prob- certainly as an advocate for victims, you know, it, he has to fight for every voice to be heard. Okay. So he wasn't buying the Finding Neverland documentary. He wasn't buying what the uh, Chuck and uh, um, I, Wade were I saying. Mean, you know, it's it's with leaving Neverland. I think it's hard because Michael. You know, when Michael Jackson's being accused, it's not like his. So he's not here to defend himself. Mm-hmm. He's not going to. You know, he's he's not. He's he's passed away. So there's no chance of him doing this to anyone else. Right. So, um, you know, whereas the people in this documentary, many are still alive and could still do this to other people. Um, there was no chance for that, and it was also important for Corey Feldman in his documentary to try to show as many sides as he could. Right. Leaving Neverland, the director admittedly said it was one-sided. one-sided. Oh, yeah. yeah, totally. No doubt. So, I mean, those are are the main issues. I, I don't want to speak for Corey Feldman. Those are the issues that I had with it. Right. Um, right. And, 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 and here's why I believe um, Feldman and believe... Um, Yeah, and, and and here's why I believe Corey Feldman and believe this stuff about Corey Hames because um, some people online are like, oh, they say like Corey Feldman's just doing it for publicity for his own career or whatever. I mean, if Corey wanted to say anything at all, he would have just said like, oh, Michael Jackson molested me and like lied about it, and would have got a, a ton of attention for that, you know. So so that's why I definitely believe what he's doing now because he has nothing to gain from this, you know. And in fact, he, it, he doesn't. He actually had a lot. To Right, it, it might kill his career. Um, you know, I mean, he could have lost. He put every, all of his money, everything he had, into making this film. Um, he didn't know if he was going to get it back, if he was going to sell tickets. He just knew he was going to get it out there. He has had his life threatened. He's been genuinely afraid, um, and been, and without even the threats. I mean, the, the things that these people say to him on a daily basis are so horrible, and it extended his fans they harassed his fans they were mean even to me they tried to get me fired they said these things i mean oh wow it was oh my god it god. was rough and, and it was awful so no this wasn't something that he wanted to 
do for publicity or, um, you know, he doesn't, you know, again, when I first started with him, we weren't going to talk about Corey Haim at all. Um, we mm-hmm. were just going to focus on his music. Interviewers would always ask about Corey Haim because they're forever linked. Right, right, right. Um, but, but no, I mean, he, you know, I've obviously known and worked with him for a number of years now, and he's, I've never, he's never lied to me. I've never found anything, like, ever an instant where he's been dishonest. I've only ever known him to be honest and loyal and have a really good heart. You know, we don't always agree. Mm-hmm. Um, you may have seen an L.A. Times article where we definitely didn't agree. Um, <laughs> but but I always know, and I think he always knows with me, you know, his heart, he has a really good heart. His heart is always in the right place. So, you know, I I never not believe him right right and it was crazy it was like and you he's never given me any reason to doubt it or to think if he had any other motive other than getting justice for his best friend right and, and why pick charlie sheen out of anybody you know if you're gonna lie there's a number of people that were told the same story Corey Feldman detailed it in the documentary. It's, it's pretty graphic and right. very hard to watch. And Corey Feldman is not the only person that heard that those exact details. Um, and again, the rumor has been circulating for a while. So when a number of people are told the same thing and yeah. the rumors don't die, you do have to wonder, maybe there's something there. Maybe we should investigate this. Mm-hmm. And again, when you look at the things that have come up and that are resurfacing with Charlie Sheen and other things he's done and things he has done to women because he has done bad things to women too. Right. Um, I think the possibility that he's hurt people and could continue to hurt people is real. Wow. Yeah, and it was crazy. You, okay, so you watch, you watch like Corey Feldman, Corey Haim in these movies. You watch, you watch Lucas growing up, you know, and you watch like the Goonies and you watch... Dream a little dream, and um, and, and you watch License to Drive, and all these um, you know, Stand by Me, all these great movies, and you're like, these two, these two kids have it made in life. I mean, they have the easiest life, you know. They're they're yeah. rich, they're famous, they're going to these parties, you know. They're always on TV, they're always in movies, they're in hit movies, and you think they have yeah. everything <clears throat> set in life. You don't know any of this kind of stuff going on behind the scenes for years. Right. Yeah. You know. It, I mean. It's- crazy and you see so many actors that started as children that have obviously dealt with severe issues and you you know there's a reason for yeah. it um you know it, it can't i think a lot of not to say they've all been sexually but it can't it, it doesn't seem like it's an easy life by any means no and, and, and you always assume that like people like like these kids on these movies and stuff you figure like they're like you know, they have people there, like, you know, watching out for them and the people there making sure nothing bad at all happens, making sure they do, do their schoolwork, making sure they're, like, right. you know, working in, like, the right amount of hours. I mean, you don't think that any of this kind of stuff could possibly happen, but then it happened, like, a lot. Exactly. And, you know, one of my best friends is Jason James Richter. He started Free Willy, and he would say that he never, it never happened to him. And, you know, he, he heard rumors, like anyone else, but his mom was always with him, um, right. never left him alone, was so protective of him. And and that 
you know, the reason that it didn't happen to him and, you know, the, the kids that it happened to and, you know, even with the Michael Jackson allegations, you know, their parents dropped their kids off at right. Michael Jackson's house for slumber parties. He mm-hmm. was a famous pop star, but he was a grown man. Right. And, and like Corey says, you know, a lot of the times his parents that are working, they have the publicist or the manager or the agent watch them or take them to meetings or they sleep at the agent's house because they have a meeting the next day. And that's when a lot of this happens. Or they go to the parties by themselves or, um, you know. I mean, one of the great things that's updated um, in the movie, they show Corey going to SAG, but as of now, he's on several SAG committees with a lot of the people from the Me Too movement that are all working together to really make changes about um, protecting everyone, men, women, and children on the set, because the SAG rulebook has not been changed in a very long time. So it's time for some updating, but there are a lot of amazing people on these boards working to do that. Wow, wow. So, um... If people still want to see this documentary, can they still um, pay to see it? Um, so as of now, the, the last streaming was at um, 8 p.m. your time. Okay. Um, but the hope is that there will be other opportunities to see it. Um, we're still Yeah, Netflix. You know, Netflix is listening. Know, <laughs> like, yeah, it sounds like something good on Netflix. And especially the people that already bought tickets that didn't get to see it. That's our first priority. um, You know, it's an important documentary that should be seen. And and also, you know, if you watched it, there are calls to actions and and things people can do. Corey's worked with Child USA tirelessly to pass the Child Victims Act in New York to get a rollback here to change the statutes of limitations on sexual abuse because they're... There shouldn't be one at all. It should be like murder. You know, if you were sexually abused, you should be able to try to get justice at any right. point. Um, but that has not been the case. And so now, there, with this rollback, with these laws, there is a chance for victims who hadn't come forward to be able to get justice, finally. So um, we hope that some of them do take that opportunity and... Um, and come forward and that, you know, other laws are changed in other states, that these SAG rules get passed, you know, that people watch this and and do make changes, that parents, if they have children in this industry, change how they, or any industry, just change, you know, make sure that they're really watching their kids, looking for things, you know, and working with Marcy Hamilton from Child USA, I've learned so much. And one of the biggest things I've learned is that when you're a victim of, of sexual abuse as a child, it often takes a really long time for you to come forward and, and even process yeah. that. Because at that time, you don't even necessarily know what happened to you. Um, and it often doesn't happen until a person's in their 40s. And especially if you're a boy that was assaulted by another man, that you know, can be even harder to process and to say out loud. Um, so, and then, but by the time you're in your 40s, with the way that it's been, there's nothing you can do. The statutes of limitations was right. done. So, but now, but now it's different. And um, Corey's a big part of that. And, and it's a part of the Me Too movement. 
it's a really a part of the Me Too movement, you know, um, what's happened. It is, uh, and Corey's new movement is not that new movement because they both, there's room for both. Both right. are so important, but his is kids too. Yeah, um, but when you go into pedophilia, that's a completely yeah, that's crazy, horrible, horrible. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, kids, kids really, I mean, who needs to be protected more than kids? Right. Um, so, wow. hopefully. So, Sammy, hopefully wow. Hopefully this. Yeah, hopefully this. You know, it's, and, hard. And it's hard to watch. The documentary is hard to watch, and it's much easier to turn away and pretend that this doesn't happen. Yeah. But... But we can't because that then nothing's going to change, and um, so as difficult and uncomfortable as it is to watch and acknowledge, it's the only way for people to get outraged and for things to actually change. There you go. Well said, Sammy. Sammy, wow, Sammy Warrens, guys. Yes. Publicist extraordinaire of Corey Feldman, <laughs> and of course. Uh, we uh, enjoyed Corey's show. I think it was last year uh, at the uh, at Ramshead. At Ramshead, so yeah, a couple of years ago. Oh, good. I know. He just wanted to do his music. So hopefully we'll come back into show. town, and 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 hopefully this this won't leave a dark you know path to you know. Hopefully yeah. he still has he won't you know anything traumatic can cause yeah. you know can affect somebody's career. So we hope something like this doesn't affect Corey's career, you know, and, and yeah. that he can... You know, I mean, he's actually started to get some offers to, to work, so hopefully there will oh, be good. more acting. Well, there you go. Um, the song at the end at the end of the credits of the movie, which is called You Are Free, Corey wrote and sang for Corey Haim and, and just recorded that recently for the movie. Oh, so, that's cool. Um, so there will be more. There will be more music. There will hopefully be more acting. But and there yes. will definitely be I'm more st- activism. I'm still waiting for that Goonies sequel, Sammy. No. Well, I don't that, know. I don't. I, that I don't think. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think they might ruin it if they do that. <laughs> um, but but no, and it's, and you know, Corey is you know this wasn't just a movie for him. This is you know like a new mission. He's going to continue his work with SAG. He's going to continue his work with Child USA. Um, that's become an important, a really important part of his life as well. Yeah, and we, and we had the 35th anniversary of the Goonies this year. Oh, I mean, Goonies yeah. never say die. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. definitely been yep. tested, but and sadly, it's been the 10-year uh, death anniversary of Corey. Corey yeah, Daniel. which was yesterday. Yeah, yesterday was the 10 yes, years. So. Yes, that was. Um, you know, we premiered the documentary on the eve of his tenure, the tenure right. anniversary of his death, and, and continued. Um, and you know, hard, but I mean, you know, I don't, I, I, you know, I struggled with the best way to honor him, but I think, you know, like I said, this, you know, I mean, the Corey Haim that I knew was so, such a sweet, genuine person who would never want a child to be hurt. Right. Um, he would want them to be protected. Right. So, and he did, I mean, I believe that he struggled. He was tortured. He, what he told me things. And, um, and so I, I believe that he did want his story to be told and that he did want justice. And that that's why he told not just Corey Feldman, but multiple people, because he wanted someone to say, this isn't okay. This isn't your fault. And we're going to, and you're gonna get justice. And so I hope he's, you know, watching up in heaven with his dog Q and anyone else he's loved and lost and is feeling some sense of peace. 
Oh. Yeah. Those are, those are uh, very yeah. nice words for Corey Haim. Um, yeah, definitely follow, follow Corey Haim on Twitter or Facebook to keep abreast of all the news, and hopefully they, um, what? You mean Feldman. On Twitter. Oh, for, yes. sorry, Corey Feldman. Yeah, <laughs> Corey Feldman. Yes. I don't think Haim <laughs> is yes. on his yes. Twitter. Yes, Corey Feldman is, is, will be posting multiple episodes. Yeah, Haim hey, 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 had MySpace, maybe not Facebook. Yeah. Uh, well, now, no, but now is a very, you know, I mean, Corey Haim is trending, so now is there you go. a time to, to honor him on his 10-year anniversary and yeah. the movies that you love if you, yeah, but, if you got to meet him. Um, but yeah, if yeah, all Feldman to keep abreast of any kind of, like, um, you know, feature showing of this documentary because it's definitely yeah. uh, very powerful and um, something that people should uh, should watch. Right. Absolutely. Well, we will all, all right. you know, as a publicist, we will be doing our best to yeah. keep everyone posted. And also, if anyone listening to this did buy tickets and didn't get to see it um, because it didn't work, we are, we've got you. We'll figure it out. Awesome. All right. They got it. They got it taken care of. Sammy, thanks so much for calling Below the Belt Show. If you're ever back in Maryland, come in studio. We're here every Wednesday. Yes, I will be back because my family is still there. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> mazel, mazel, mazel. Um, <laughs> all right, well, thanks thank for calling in. Thank you for having me and for supporting Corey. Of course. Cool. Thanks, Sammy. Have a good night. Bye, guys. Thank all you. right, bye-bye. Bye. It's really good. Sammy Warren. So I was a very, uh, very candid, very yeah, honest, uh, very honest, um, detailed, um, thought-provoking, emotional interview um, with someone that's very close with both Corey's. Yeah. Dated Corey Haim represents Feldman as a publicist and as a friend, and uh, yeah, that that's that's something that's else, crazy. man. That that is crazy, guys. So um. I mean, like my first year of House of Cards, I heard rumors about Kevin Spacey. I See? didn't, be- I didn't believe it. I there just thought go. they were rumors, and apparently, all that stuff was yeah. true. Yeah, yeah. So I, we're almost wrapped. I just got a couple of things. Yeah, I get out of here. You, you have to get out yeah. of here. Of course, you do have to get out right. of here. Ah, oh, Chachi, you're killing me. Yeah, it's late. All right, so we're gonna right. take a, a interview break. Because Paul and I are gonna stick around. We got some Dover East to talk. Okay. I know you're a big fan. Yeah, hold down the fort. So. Uh, <laughs> We're going to play uh, my interview with two amazing actors, guys. Lance Hendrickson, who you might know from amazing projects. Everything. Everything sci-fi related <laughs> over the years. And then, of course, Hannah Gross, who's a beautiful, amazing actress that you might have seen in Mindhunter, Joker, and, of course, they're both in the movie Falling, which was a big hit at the Sundance Film Festival, guys. Exclusive interview. In partnership with our friends from Click on This, uh, clickonthis.tv, check it out. Exclusive interviews from Sundance already up. Uh, oh, if you want to check out the, the video wow. footage. But got to play some of the amazing interviews here on Below the Belt Show. So we'll be back right after this interview with Lance Hendrickson and Hannah Gross here on Below the Belt. And we're going to say goodbye to the king of the 80s, Chachi McFly. See ya. And uh, we'll be back. Paul and I will See be back. Ya. Awesome. All right, all right, peace. This is click on this. Uh-oh. Tells you where to click. Oh, God. <laughs> I, because of my age, I am terrified of the Internet. Are you, are you really terrified of the Internet? Do you have a smartphone? Yeah, but I hate it. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I've, I've had five in the last year because I break them. I get so mad, I tell them. Because it, it's telling me what to do. Right. There's, there's so much commerce on it. 
I go, I'm, I'm, you're going to kill me with this stuff. <laughs> well, Lance, something you really know how to do very well is act. And uh, for a career with decades upon decades. But that's lucky. Yes. That's Tell us. It's in the genes. Yes. <laughs> You're one of the protagonists of uh, Willis. It's not in a cell phone. Yeah, it's not in a cell phone. Exactly. Tell us about your character, Willis, in this project following, please. I have to tell you, man, it's yeah. the hardest movie I've ever been done. Really? The hardest? But the most challenging, and I love a challenge, so yeah. it, I, not, not an internet challenge. I like real life challenges. <laughs> so, but I know, I'm going to harp on that until I die. But, but it's, it's like Vigo, the, uh, we had done Appaloosa together, right? And Vigo decided to do this movie. But he's a writer, he's now a director. He writes music, he has a publishing company, right. he wrote the script, and he's directing it. So I, 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 I had to work hard because I would lose every argument with him. <laughs> oh so why not just forget about it and work harder, you know, so. So he's got a tougher direct, direct, directorial style. No, no, he's not tough, he's very loving. And I, you know, also, it's something, the story is personal and serious, because it's about his family. But we all have a family like that. In some way, we all have families with issues. And that, if we just be kind to each other, we'll all, uh, you know, kind of agree that we're not perfect. But the problem he has with me is he's trying to save me, to fix me. And I'm a very proud man. I'm just a farmer. I've got three horses that I love very much. And I'm happy with that. I want to be there. And anyway, he pulls me to L.A. and I look at it like, what the hell am I doing here? You <laughs> so know? how many Sundances have it been for you? How, how, many? how many Sundance festivals have there been in your whole career? This is actually your first yeah, Sundance yeah, film festival? Yeah. Wow, you, you've had a career I'm for decades. I'm man. <laughs> <laughs> wow, this is amazing. Well, congratulations on Lance. Thank you so much. <laughs> thank you, Lance. Lance Henderson. Great. <laughs> Hi, how are you? Congratulations on the film. Thank this is so great. Guys, we're here. The amazing, talented, and gorgeous Hannah Gross. And not, you're in two Sundance Film Festivals. Uh, Sundance Films this year. That's amazing. So we'll, let's talk about Falling first and talk about your character. Uh, I play uh, Vigo's character's mother as seen in flashbacks and through memories. Yeah. Wow, that's a very interesting, because you actually played a flashback uh, mother for a certain movie that's making a lot of buzz on the award circuit of Joker. Yes, it is uh, my new niche market. Is it the niche market? Now? To play the younger mother. Younger mother, wow, that's amazing. So so your, your character does a lot of uh, flashbacks, and then there's like the older, you're the older version in the current timeline. Is that how that works? Uh, there is no older version in this timeline, okay. actually. Okay. Yeah, that's the one difference. <laughs> well, tell us about, um, I guess, um, working with Vigo uh, Mortensen as a first-time director. Yeah. Um, and how is his directing style? I mean, you would have no idea that he had never been behind a camera before. It, the, yeah. it, it was, he was so meticulous, so generous, and so open and playful at the same time that yes. it was really like an extraordinary experience. I learned a lot just on how to conduct a set from him and he made everyone feel seen and heard and taken care of and and so by example everyone did the same for each other it was just a really beautiful environment to be a part That's of so cool. yeah let's talk a little bit about tesla because oh, yeah. uh, uh starring ethan hawk and yourself tell us about your character in that project i play thomas edison's wife thomas oh, cool. edison is played by kyle mclaughlin phenomenal kyle mclaughlin yeah oh, wow. so it was fun 
and awesome. yeah, and Michael is uh, also one of my favorite directors and a dear friend of mine. So that was very fun. Oh, so to have two Sundance films at the same year. That I mean, how's yeah. that? How's that feeling? Um, well, I really have no idea what to make of it because it doesn't feel real. So. Awesome, awesome. Well, Hannah Gross, guys, thanks so much for talking with us. So click Thank on you. this. And uh, any social media or anything you want to promote for the fans? Uh, no, I don't have any social media. She is not on social media. Can you believe that, guys? I'm not good at it. <laughs> Thank you so much, Hannah. Thank you. Oh. That's right. We're back, guys. Wow, great interviews from yeah, the red carpet of falling. And there's more interviews uh, to play at the end of the program. So uh, just a couple of sad passings. Unfortunately, we lost the Three-Eyed Raven from Game of Thrones, uh, acclaimed Swedish actor Max von Sydow. Um, he's a legend. Oh, yeah. In, in I cinema. already was on yeah. a lot of stuff. He's been a ton of stuff, guys. Um, he was also um, Father Murren in William Friedkin's The Exorcist, had died at the age of 90. Oh, man. Um, yeah, man. Um, and, of course, one of my favorite as Star Wars fans. Yeah. He was in The Force Awakens. He was the elder uh, Jedi who helped um, Poe Dameron hide the, um, I guess, the drive that contained information yeah. of, of Luke Skywalker's uh, location. Uh-huh. Yeah. So if you remember that scene, Max von Sydow was in that. And, and oh, was, I didn't remember that, he was in that. He was in that first scene when uh, when uh, Poe Dameron gave uh, BB-8 the... Um, the drive contained. Oh, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I did not yeah. realize that was him. That was that was Max Max von Sydow. Yeah, um, so that's a very sad passing. Do you know what? It seems like a lot of guys finished their careers with Star Wars. Like, I mean, Christopher Lee was his last film Star Wars too. That I'll have to fact check that one. But, but I mean, I know he that was one of his. But yeah, he films. was he was in the first two um, prequel he was like, movies. He was like ninety something too when he was. Yeah, that's the thing. When and then of course Carrie Fisher ended. Yeah. You know, she sadly passed yeah. away. Um, shortly after um, she shot um, The Last Jedi, and of course she yeah. came back in Rise of Skywalker via old footage. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was something else. Um, another actor by the name of R.D. Call, who appeared in Born on the Fourth of July, Waterworld, Last Man Standing, Murder by Numbers, died at the age of 70. Um, also, Nicholas Tucci appeared on TV shows like Rami, Pose, The Blacklist, Daredevil, uh, died um, at the age of 38. Um, That's young. Very young. Um, it's unclear what the actor was battling. His father took to Facebook to share the tragic news. Um, he kept his illness private, so some kind of type of illness that's okay. undisclosed, so that he could continue to pursue his professional and artistic dreams for as long as possible. In the last in the last year, he was able to to audition, go on location, and continue to work um, as an actor. You know, to do what he loved to do. Um, so, yeah, when it's a young, mm -hmm. a young person like this, it's really sad. And also, at 35, Danny Tidwell, dancer mm -hmm. and finalist on So You Think You Can Dance, was killed tragically in a car accident last Friday. I was going to say, health-wise, those guys usually are in pretty good shape. Yeah, but it wasn't Because that a girl who danced, I mean, she yeah. she always was working out and stuff. I was like, damn. This is, this is due to a car accident. Yeah. Yeah, very, very sad. Um, we do know what killed American Horror Story actor Harry Haynes. It's been revealed. Well, he died earlier in January, but um, they just uh, revealed that it was an accidental fentanyl intoxication. Oh, that's not good. Yeah, very, very sad, man. Hey, very sad. People need to be careful on that they stuff. They do, man. Well, it was called as a very quick engagement. 
Uh, Amanda Bynes and Paul Michael have already broken up and ended their engagement just weeks. And after. to me, to me, I mean, is Amanda Bynes like really in the right frame of mind? No, to be she is. She's kind of like she's all bipolar, out there. Schizophrenic. She's got a lot of crap going on right now. But she posted on Instagram. But that's super quick. Yeah, she got engaged, and then yeah, they're done. They're they're splits. Um, well, yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's a good thing because I mean, as I said, yeah. you might have dodged a bullet there. Yeah. Um, congratulations to Katy Perry and Orlando Bloom. They're expecting their first child together. I didn't even know they were married. Well, they haven't actually married yet. They're uh, oh, okay. They're uh, engaged. Okay. Um, they're setting a wedding for I believe. No, no, is she year. a lot older than her? Because he kind of seems older in the movies. I don't know. Maybe it's just his looks. Yeah, he's older than Katie. Yeah, because I mean, yeah, because Katie's I mean, only in her mid thirties. I think. Yeah, Orlando, he, he looks like he's in his fifties or maybe early. Orlando 60s. Bloom, no, he's in his. Yeah, 40s. look at look at his look at his eyes. No, he's his not eyes. that old. He looks old. I bet you he's older than you think he is. Well, we'll have to we'll have to fact check on Wikipedia. Okay, but I don't think Orlando Bloom is that old. I think he's at least in his fifties. I think he's in his late forties. Let's see who's. Correct. I think he's old enough to be her dad. <laughs> I don't think so. Let's see, Orlando Bloom. I mean, hair dye makes you look a little younger, but I, if you look at his face, like around his eyes, he looks. All right, Orlando old. Bloom, dude, is forty three years old. Really? Born in nineteen seventy seven. Does he so. just have one of his old looks to him? I mean, <laughs> Like a, Dude, he's not that old, man. He's in his 40s. But does he look older? See, I, was even, I even overestimated. I thought I, I thought. But does he 40s. look older than he is in his pictures? I wouldn't say that much, but... Kind, kind of like, what's his name? Kind of like um, Charles Bronson always looked old. Charles I mean, Bronson, even when he was young, he Katie's, looked like he was... Katie's 35, so that will yeah. make, only make them eight years apart, yeah. you know? So, I don't know. I mean... <laughs> uh, so, but, I guess I was wrong on that one. You're definitely... You said 60s, dude. That's crazy, dude. It doesn't look that bad. <laughs> but apparently they want to put their wedding plans on hold for the moment due to the coronavirus rapidly spreading across the globe. So, um, again, it's we talked about it earlier in the program. Yeah, no destination wedding there. It affected so many things. Um, also, Cooper Hefner, the, the son of Hugh, uh, and his wife Scarlett just are expecting their first child. And Jenna Dewan from uh, Step Up, who was uh, married to Channing Tatum, and now uh, with her fiancé, Steve Kazee, uh, welcomed her second child, which is her first with Steve. Um, she has a, a daughter with uh, Everly with Channing Tatum. I heard so, that was a nasty breakup, too. Yeah. I don't think there was any cheat. Well, there wasn't really any cheat. I don't know if it was nasty because I don't think anyone cheated on each other. They just uh, kind of fell out of love, you know? Kind of sad. You know? yeah. I guess because I was, I was there when they, they met. Oh, were you? Set, oh, I, I was on set of oh, That's pretty up. cool. Instead of Step Up, the uh, dance movie, yeah. So, um, celebrity birthdays. Um, legendary TV anchor Sam Donaldson's 86 today. Um, American Idols and recording executive Jimmy Iovine is 67. Actor Elias Koteas is 59. Actor Peter Berg is 58. Actor John Barrowman from Arrow is 53. Lisa Loeb is 52. Terrence Howard from Empire's 51. Johnny Knoxville is 49. Johnny Knoxville's that old? Yeah, 49. That's hard to believe. <laughs> yeah, he shouldn't be doing stuff on Jackass anymore. He can't be doing that at that age. Um, I don't know Steve, I think, still does. And Marilyn's own and the Hollywood-themed music performers, our boys from Good Charlotte, Joel and Benji Madden, are both 41 today. Happy birthday, oh, Joel man. and Benji, my buddies. Um, Thor Birch from American... Uh, sorry... 
from from, uh, from American <laughs> something. America's from, from Walking Dead. She is from America. She is from America. She's from Walking Dead now. As yeah. you know, she's Gamma, and also uh, known for American Beauty and um, Hocus Pocus. Yeah. Yep. As a child actress, she is 38 today. Um, Melissa Rycroft is 37. Um, and Jodie Comer uh, from Killing Eve is 27. I didn't know she was that young. Yeah, Jodie Comer. Was, I thought Killing she was a lot older than that. I thought she was like well into her 30s. Yeah. I didn't know she's only 27. So, all right. So the elimination. Let's go WWE and wrap up okay. tonight's show. So uh, elimination chambers in the books, guys. Uh, Shayna Baszler destroyed the competition. I don't know if you've got See, they're really up. hyping her up big time, <laughs> big aren't they? Time. She will now challenge Becky Lynch at WrestleMania. Ruby Riot, Natalia, Sarah Logan. Liv see, Morgan, I don't know. Do you know what I want to see? And Asuka all quickly either tapped out or submitted or passed out. I mean, speaking of the Baszler thing, do you think they're going to try to hype her up to face like Ronda if they bring Ronda back? Ronda's coming back. Because that, that, that seems like a good, good match. Yeah. yeah. They could either wait for the next year's WrestleMania or they could do like a SummerSlam. I would do it during the SummerSlam just to kind of... I think because they're still part of the four horsewomen, they're going to... They're gonna like work that angle, okay? Of the four four horsewomen versus like WWE's four horsewomen. Yeah, I guess. So. Um, but I'm glad my boy The Miz and John Morrison retained the tag titles in the Elimination Chamber match. I, I think The Miz is so much better as a villain, don't you? Um, than oh I, yeah. I mean, he's a better heel than he is. Yeah, like no, nah, he's meant to be a heel. He should never be a face. There's only there's certain wrestlers that are meant to be heels. Like Randy Orton, he has to be a kind of a heel. I know sometimes you can root for him, but, yeah. but he, he plays such a better heel. He's a better heel than a face, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah, he doesn't he doesn't exude the charisma to be a yeah. face, you know? I don't I don't think he has it, but he yeah. he's a very good heel. Um, we have a new Intercontinental Champion. He blew Sammy Zayn along with Cesaro. You know, and Shinsuke I was defeated saying that for Braun, all, he, defeated Strong, Braun Strowman for the IC But he belt. deserved that. That He hasn't wrestled in, what, three years or well, something? Well, he was injured. Injured. He had double uh, and, uh, shoulder surgery. And then they had him just be As a manager. As a manager, for, mouthpiece for uh, Nakamura. I mean, don't get me wrong. He's a good talker, but, I mean, it's a shame that they never mm-hmm. let him. But he deserved it. I mean, he's yeah. paid his dues. Yeah. Um. No reason to talk about the other matches. They were inconsequential, although Undertaker did interfere in the no-DQ match uh, at the end as Aleister Black did defeat AJ Styles and set the, you know... Yeah. Uh, um, furthered the storyline for their upcoming uh-huh. WrestleMania match. AJ Styles versus The Undertaker. Are you excited about that encounter? The, the only thing I'm not is the size difference. AJ Styles is so kind of a small dude. So this is Undertaker is kind of a big dude. Even though he's old, much older, <laughs> I just think it's just a, such so, a mismatch. Can you remember one of the better matches that has taken place in WrestleMania was The Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels? Yes. Shawn Michaels and AJ Styles are roughly the same size. So yeah, I guess See right. how great that match Remember how great that match that, was? That was a great match. So there you go. They're, they And I think that's why they want AJ then again, Styles. That, AJ is, Styles is the modern Shawn Michaels. But then again, yes. what is the... Skill set of Undertaker is it? I think it's kind I mean, of down it's, some. It's definitely has degraded. No, there's no doubt. I mean, he he's because like, uh, him and Goldberg that was a he's bad in, match. he's in his mid fifties, right? Undertaker. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, right there, that's one of a that's yeah. one that's a main event quality match, and uh, the rest of the card is is looking stacked. Paul, I mean, let's start with the Brock Lesnar versus Drew McIntyre. As you know, Drew won the Royal yeah. Rumble. Um, I don't think this will close the show. I don't, no, I don't, I don't think that would be but, the one. That wouldn't be the best one to close the But show. it's still a main event quality yeah. match. I'm really looking forward to that one. Um, we also have Roman Reigns versus Bill Goldberg. 
Um, and Bill Goldberg not really over as a face right now. Um, a lot of like the the wrestling yeah. uh, internet fans are have been kind of. I think they're kind of down Goldberg. on him because he he's a part part time wrestler. I think if he comes out every week, I think that would do a lot to. Okay. Push him, you know what I mean? Are you looking forward to a match between Roman Reigns and Goldberg for the Universal It depends title? on what Goldberg you get. If you get the Goldberg from Saudi Arabia, no. If you get the Goldberg from even like two or three years ago, he wasn't too bad two or three yeah. years ago. I think that's what we could expect, and that's yeah. not bad. I mean, I think he could do a decent yeah. job. I'm looking forward to that one. John Cena versus The Fiend. I think this is going to be a great match, and I think it will be probably a better match than the originally planned Roman Reigns yeah. versus The Fiend. John Cena needs a better match than um, his match two years ago against The Undertaker, which is yeah, very right. lackluster. So he's going to have a, a quality match with The Fiend. Uh-huh. And as you know, uh, Bray Wyatt versus Cena was a match at WrestleMania a few years back. Yeah, and, and now he, he's he The wants Fiend revenge, persona. Yeah. Uh, we'll see how that one goes. I'm really looking forward to that one. Do you um, know what? I want to see The Fiend versus The Demon. That would be a good match. As... As I mean, their personas, they, as their personas, yeah, as their right. personas. Yep, and because the, they did Finn Balor against the Fiend, but that really wasn't the same. You know what I mean? You want that mystique, right? I want the mystique because <laughs> that seems like more of a matchup. That yeah, seems, I get it. It makes total sense. And of course, uh, did you talk about AEW yet? Who's, well, hold on. No, we're going. Let's uh, okay. stick to the program here. Um, the next match I really want to talk about is um, Edge versus Randy Orton. So um, this one they've been building up really well. That's a good match. Um, uh, I think Orton, um, I, I said, has really is like the best yes, heel he in the is. business. Edge, I'm excited for him to, to return to the ring. This is a really big deal, and I hope he doesn't wrestle a singles match until WrestleMania because we want to build that up. It's rumored that this match could close the show. What I think, think? That, I think this match would be the best match to close the show, just because really? the way it's hyped up, yeah. the way they both have been like building to it. I think that would yeah. be the perfect match to close the show. So it's it's gonna be tough. It's gonna be one of those five matches. Now, here's the other thing. I mean, are they um, going to get or people... Or one of the four matches. I'm I not mean, sure about Undertaker versus Are AJ. they going to have, like, Beth Phoenix and Edge's corner? And then maybe somebody... On, that would make sense, yeah. And then, like, Randy Orton having some female wrestler in his corner, too? I mean... Maybe to add to that. Yeah, because the, after Beth Phoenix took the RKO. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It would be like, that yeah. would be kind of smart, too. I mean, that would be... <laughs> that was savage. I, I can't... Mm-hmm. And, and uh, applause to Beth Phoenix for taking the RKO. Yeah. Because before they were really against the male-on-female um, yeah. violence... They didn't want to encourage that, but, but, see, I think but now WWE is kind of bending the rules a little bit, and so you're gonna see a little well, bit. Well, see, of I that. think Becky Lynch wanted that too, because she wanted like it to be like. That's why she calls star, herself a man. Yeah, that's why she calls herself a man. Yeah. But she also wanted like the NXT title to just be yeah. the women's title to be the title, but that didn't make sense because you yeah. already have a title. But still, I mean, I'm just saying yeah. she just wanted to be. A, but yeah, the the as we mentioned earlier, Shayna Baszler won the Elimination Chamber, so she will be challenging Becky Lynch. I expect this one to be a pretty good match. I, I do, too. Um, but obviously, Becky won't be closing WrestleMania like she did last no. year with Ronda. But it'll still be a great match. Um, and, of course, Charlotte Flair will challenge Rhea Ripley for the NXT Women's Championship, which will be featured on WrestleMania. See, uh, that doesn't make sense. So, like, if Charlotte Flair wins, is, does she have to go to NXT? Yeah, she'll probably, she'll probably do what Finn Balor is doing. Yeah, it's... Because I mean, I guess, it, I guess they're trying to push NXT why not? more. You know, yeah, because uh, as you said, uh, with AEW, has just been killing them as of late. Yeah, um, you know they got Finn Balor on, back on NXT. Um, maybe bring Charlotte. I have a feeling Charlotte may win the title at WrestleMania, so that, that you know to put her on TV for a while. Now that uh, um, Matt Hardy's contract up, where do you think so he's going to So let's talk about up? yeah. So Matt Hardy. So Matt Hardy, um, apparently, uh, I guess 
He let his contract. Uh, yeah, he, run he, out. he's, he's with confirmed that the, the, the contract has has indeed um, expired, um, and which is interesting because Jeff will be on SmackDown this Friday. Yeah, he still has an extended part of his contract due to injury. Well, due to something else, but and oh, sorry, and the wellness <laughs> policy was it the wellness policy? Or it was definitely well, well, the wellness policy. Yeah, yeah. He, got, he got a DWI. Yeah. And I think he was um, in jail for a little while. Yeah, and he he went to Twitter to thank everyone for the support and. And um, to comment on what's happening next, he said, whatever it may be, let's make the next chapter of this story absolutely exhilarating. Now, do you know what? I wouldn't um, mind seeing that match. If Jeff Hardy's 100%, hmm. like, clean and healthy yeah. and everything, how about him against The Fiend? That kind of, like, with that face could be, paint, I think that would be a know, good match. You know, Jeff Hardy's going to be on SmackDown this Friday. Yeah. I mean, um, I, he could be a future challenge for The Fiend. Yeah. And um, Jeff Hardy's already proven to be a great... Singles wrestler. He yeah. doesn't need to be tagging with his brother. How about they could do Will-O-Wisp against The Fiend? <laughs> that would be great, too. <laughs> but I don't think WWE's losing much if, if Jeff Hardy does, because he hasn't yeah. made a, an announcement if he's joining yeah. AEW or not. But if he does decide to do that, it's not a big loss for WWE. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, you know. But what I think is huge news for WWE is a signing of uh, Rob Gronkowski, officially signed. Yeah, and you just told <laughs> me about that. I did not realize yeah. that happened. And he's going to be appearing on the Friday, March 20th. Is that this that's next Friday's episode of SmackDown? Um, he Except will be, the thing is... He will be a part of WrestleMania. Now, now. Which is I exciting as well. Rob, Rob Gronkowski. I mean, he does not sound like the most intelligent tool in the shed. You definitely but he's entertaining. Have, I know. You definitely have to have Paul Heyman talk for him. Yeah. Well, if he wants to be a heel, but I think he's going to be a face at first. He's kind of got that Matt Riddle persona. Like, hey, let's party, man. Yeah. And I think Matt Rule has, has been doing great, even yeah, though he, he kind of like likes to piss off. I think he's in doghouse right now. He likes to piss off management. Yeah, he's yeah. in the doghouse now. So <laughs> we'll see how Gronk does, man. I'm I'm curious to see. Maybe he'll actually be in the um, Andre the Giant uh, Memorial Battle Royal. I think that's a good you know, way uh, to put know, him in and actually win. Because you know he was involved. Now with the I have Royal? a question about Gronk. Yeah. Where are his brothers at right now? Could he bring his like two brothers in too that used to play football? If they're not committed to any other Because right I don't now, think they were really that uh, big in football. I mean, I think they played, but I don't know if they were starters or anything. Yeah. I know they were drafted and played a little yeah. bit. But. I'm not sure about that. Um, but interestingly enough, uh, Nia Jax is, uh, is ready to return. She's been medically cleared. She's been out since last April. She had double ACL surgery. How do you um, do that? Crazy, right? That's I mean, insane. was that all in that one match? That when she, she I mean, she's carrying a lot of weight, so she's a lot she of less is, stress yeah. on the knees. But uh, she'll be actually going on the SmackDown brand, so she'll be a good, um, in fact, maybe even challenge Bailey because Bailey doesn't have a match yet. Okay. Um, for the uh, for the SmackDown. But one see, that's the thing. That would for, just be a squash match, Jeff, because I mean, she's just so much bigger than Bailey. I mean, you need to. Well, I mean, if you're looking at it from a realistic perspective, but yeah, it's wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> I think you you're taking the 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 uh, predetermined outcome out mm-hmm. the window, you know. Um, but uh, I don't really have much AB, AB, AEW stuff to talk about, um, Paul. But yeah, yeah, John Moxley's a new champion. I thought it was cool they brought up Chris Jericho. What about Jake the Snake coming back all clean and Jake the Snake Roberts? Uh, did which he did he say who? I haven't seen the episode yet, but what did okay. Jake have to say on this episode? Well, he more or less said he he's representing somebody, so I guess he's going to be a manager now. That would be great. But they I didn't mean, say who it was. I mean, the rumor is it's either going to be Matt Hardy or uh, uh, what's his name or Luke Harper. Which Luke Harper? 
Oh yeah, I guess yeah, so. Luke he's, Harper, a free, Luke, he's a Luke free Harper agent. Now, yeah. Signed with AEW, but I could be wrong. He should because he's a, he's he was kind of lost in the shuffle. Yeah, and he's a great talent. Um, indie star uh, Cole Cabana actually signed with AEW as well. Oh, did he? He'll be an in-ring talent producer and occasional announcer. Yeah, it's um, a shame he burned his bridges with WWE because he was with them and they just didn't know what to do with him. He just kind of yeah. never got shot. Yeah, so I think he'll benefit from being on there. Mm-hmm. Dude, what is Cody Rhodes thinking with his tattoo? Oh, his that neck was tattoo. A... I think it's like the worst decision he ever made. Why, well, why? actually, I thought what? of a worse one. Did you see what's his name? Uh, who's that uh, singer? Um, not one of the Jonas Brothers. Who's that guy? Um, <laughs> the, the one that had the restraining order against him. Oh, gosh. I don't know who that is. Oh, but Justin Bieber? No. It's, oh, it's, um, um, Chris Brown? No, not Chris oh, Brown. He's um, he, the white guy. Uh... I don't know. He's got a really bad tattoo too. No, he has a face tattoo, but he put his girlfriend's face across She's tattoo across his face too. It's like, but he's yeah. crazy. I forget. Well, the guy. well, look at look at the Cody Rhodes tattoo. Yeah, that is I, wanted, much, yeah. I wanted to talk about this last week. I didn't get a chance to, but it's just so yeah. It's so, so it's so gaudy. It's like I don't. It's know. It's horrible, man. If you're gonna do something like that, just but do like it. he's never had tattoos. He's always been like non-tattooed, and then he's gonna get his first tattoo on his neck. You should do like a t- temporary crazy, tattoo man. or just. And his uh, wife Brandy, who's smoking hot, actually got a a Mickey Mouse tattoo, but definitely not as uh, not as bad as, as crazy as. Yeah. <laughs> um, in other news, um, Scott Steiner collapsed during uh, the pre tapes of Impact's event. Uh, but the latest is that he's at but home. But then they say he needed a heart surgery or something before too. Yes, um, so he'll be undergoing a heart procedure. Um, is this his but second? But he's in stable condition. And then the, the latest is that. Um, Steiner is, is expected to make a full recovery um, following the scare. Um, he made a joke. Thank you for all your concerns. 99% life one plus 1% death equals genetic free freak. Steiner math continues hollow if you hear me. Big pop a pump. <laughs> a rule pretty... of thumb, kids. Stay off the steroids. <laughs> um, and Lana, as, as you know, she, she hasn't been on tel- television yeah. lately. She's been... Uh, on set, uh, shooting a new Bruce Willis-led uh, sci-fi really? action flick called Cosmic Sin. She'll be portraying the role of Soul, who is described as the best sniper in the galaxy and the lead assassin, fighting for the human race against the alien I'm kind of guessing. So. Is this going to be a straight-to-video movie? Or um, is this, well... Because Bruce, Bruce Willis, Willis is kind of going downhill a little right. bit. Right. And I think, if anything, maybe this could be one of those um, straight-to-Netflix, straight-to-Amazon yeah, Prime. Yeah, that's yeah. Because, you know, Netflix is doing those straight-to-Netflix mm-hmm. movies that don't go to the yep. theater. So I think that that could happen with this film, but Cause, I mean, you never know. The only step down, I guess, would be Steven Seagal movie. Yes, that would be a big <laughs> step down. So. <laughs> so, uh, dude, this has been a great show. Despite yeah, it has. Not having um, Bill Mosley on because we wanted to talk about his appearance at Monster Mania, but now that Monster Mania is yeah. unfortunately, sadly, postponed, we're so upset about that uh, that we See, couldn't you know get what? Bill on. They should have had. They should have just had people wear gas masks. That would have been an awesome event. Just hand them out. Just, just hand them out. Yeah. Just pan out the gas masks. And that would have been like a cool, like, but that, that would be hard. President, type President of... Trump is changing things, man, you know? Um it's a pandemic, man, and we really hope and I pray um, that that this virus um, just just the, the the virus dies down and the, yep. the hype and the um, the sensationalism and if you're of sick, this do um, not dies go down. out and that they treat these these patients that currently I mean the the cases all over the globe now that have it 
And I know that it's probably over a year before a vaccine can, because these things take a while for vaccines to be developed. <sighs> See, I don't. We hope that's expedited because this is a real. This could really fuck some shit up, dude. It really, it really has. And do you know what? It really has. I, I don't like the fact that these guys are just being dicks about stuff. The masks. Yeah. But you hear people are gouging people on the price of these yeah. masks and stuff. It's like. Really? Yeah, I think they're sold out on Amazon. <laughs> they well, well they, they, they had to take some off because people were trying yeah. to jack the price up. Yeah. People were buying them and then trying to sell them for $50 a mask. Yeah. It's like, that's crazy. But that's all I have, guys. Um, let's conclude this sh- tonight's show, guys. A, a great show from top to bottom. I'd like to thank, of course, our call-in guest, Sammy Warrench, the yeah, publicist of Corey Feldman. I talked very candidly about uh, the Corey Feldman documentary. Uh, He's still working on music, yes, as as, sh- as she alluded to on the show during the interview. I guess she's dozing off during that por- portion of the. <laughs> <laughs> Nonetheless, guys, uh, more of my interviews from the Sundance Film Festival, from the falling of uh, closing night red carpet. Um, Lauren Francesca's interview with Vigo Mortensen, along with actress Bo Martin. Uh, closing out tonight's show, guys. Thanks so much for Paul Darth Wallace. I am a Sith Lord. That's right, doing a great job as co-hosting. Of course, Chachi McFly always likes to leave the building um, early. Um, and, of course, I'm Al Soto, a.k.a. Celebrity Soto, your host with the most, guys. But his name's McFly. He has to go back in time. <laughs> there you go. Um, and, of course, hopefully we'll have Bill Mosley on a future Below the Belt show. So, closing tonight, guys, with the interviews from the falling red carpet premiere, guys. We'll, we'll see you guys next time. Until then, peace. Hi, I'm Lauren from Click On This. I'm with Bo Martin. Hi, how are you? Congratulations. Thank you. How was working with Vigo? It was really cool. Um, it was actually the first time I was ever intimidated by <laughs> working with anybody before, and um, I learned a lot. Um, it was just an amazing family experience on this film. Everybody's just so lovely, and I'm just so happy to be here in Utah at, um, at the festival. It's really cool. How long did you guys film the movie? Um, I, I believe it was over uh, five months. Yeah. Yeah. What was the audition process like? Oh my gosh. Um, I mean, long, <laughs> weird, complicated. Um, but I'm really happy that things turned out the way they did. Of course. Um, I wasn't originally part of the, the original cast, and at the last minute, they needed um, somebody to play a flight attendant in the film, and. Um, I actually used to be a flight attendant many years ago, and in this like really weird way, uh, I got the part. That's amazing. Is this your first time at Sundance, or my first time at this festival? Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. And where can we find you on social media? On Instagram, uh, Bo Martin. Bo Martin. Yeah. And uh, any tips uh, for actors or uh, people out there trying to get movie get get into projects here? Um, just keep your head up and keep working. Uh-huh. You know. Follow your bliss. I know that sounds cheesy, but it's it's true. You know? Gotcha. Are you New York or LA or? I'm based mostly out of Toronto. Yeah. Oh, cool. Awesome. Did you guys film in Toronto? We filmed mostly in Toronto. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Cool. There's so much going on there. Such a great great time to to live there. So much shooting. So. Oh, maybe that's the advice. If you if you're a new actor, maybe move to Toronto. I guess. <laughs> yeah. How do you get a visa? I don't even know. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> figure that out. Well, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Congrats, and I'm excited to watch you in this and many more movies to come. Awesome, great. Thank Bye. You. Thank you. Okay. Hi, we're here with Click on This with Vigo Mortensen. How are you? I'm very happy to be here. So this is your directorial debut. How does it feel? Good. Good. 
I, I feel especially good having everybody here. So. Congratulations. I heard about the show you did yesterday, too, and I heard everyone's been talking about it. Oh, Voices yeah. of the People in the United States. Yeah, it's a great book by Howard Zinn, and we had a, we had a good cast. We had a good time. Now, you, you acted in this. You directed it. You produced Like, you did everything, basically. How was that? Um, I, I, well, I enjoyed myself. I didn't do everything. I mean, I had a great crew. Many of them are here today, and, and a beautiful cast. And we're very excited to come to Sundance. It's a great place, a great festival for a movie like this, and we're honored to be the closing night film. That's, it's amazing. Con congratulations. Any, any tips for our viewers out there on how to be amazing as you are amazing? Award-winning actor, your work in, in all of your movies have, have been so, so inspiring. Any, any tips for our viewers? For actors? Actors, directors. <laughs> um, I don't know. The best advice I ever got was stick around. So it doesn't work at first, just you got to stick it out. You never know. You have to be lucky, too. We've, we've been fortunate, you know. Not everybody gets picked to, to participate in, in the Sundance Film Festival, and, and I, I didn't really expect that, especially the first time directing, but I'm glad they liked the movie enough to invite us. Well, congratulations. We're so excited to watch your movie in, yeah, The Falling. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Well, it has been a ill show tonight, and I think we have all learned some valuable lessons. This is your bot for the bad boys of Baltimore saying, Until next time, keep chilling. Like a villain. Bye, goodbye, 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 goodbye.